Good day, everybody, and welcome to the House of Mario. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 182 are open. This week on the show, we've got a very special guest. He's Ash Wallace, and you might know him on the House of Mario Discord as Goose Goose. <laughs> that is my name on there. <clears throat> Pardon me. No worries. So, Goose Goose, <laughs> wh- where does that name come from, Ash? Well, it actually came from that game, Untitled Goose Game. It was Ooh. made by... It's a not a very interesting name origin, but I, <laughs> this is how I came up with the name. It was na- made by a company called House House, based oh, in Melbourne, gotcha. which is yeah, where okay. I'm from, and I got, obviously, Goose from Goose Game, and it became Goose Goose. <laughs> it's pretty funny, because like, when I play online games, I used to play a bit of Valorant, and I always have like randoms shouting at me over the thing, just being like, Goose, Goose, get back here, and I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Goose. I am the Goose, the silly Goose. I hope you reply like, the Goose is loose! <laughs> <laughs> No, but I definitely will next time I play it now. <laughs> Team Deathmatch, the only one left. The goose is loose and you're just going nuts and, um, and doing die, whatever you do. die instantly, usually, is mm. my my bag. Yeah. So you're down here, down in uh, southeast of South Australia, having your week off, which I really appreciate because you get to come in the show. Yes, and very uh, happy to be here. Thanks for putting out the offer for me to join in for an episode. No worries. Anytime. And it's not the first time you've been on. You've been a part of our PAX episodes in the past. The infamous one that got cut in half. Yeah. It- <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, usually, I think I just spent most of the time ripping on Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to. Yeah, well, he needs to know his place. He's actually down here again, isn't he, Tom? Yeah, he's living back yeah. in the Mount. Him and Megan both moved back. Yeah. And I think they're very happy here, so I'm happy for them. Yeah. I have to get him on again sometime. Yeah, I'm sure he'd gladly, gladly join in. He's a big fan. Big fan. Well, I mean, of Nintendo. I yeah, couldn't I personally say for him whether he listens <laughs> to the podcast or not. I know he has done in the past, but whether he still listens is a mystery. He would have listened to an episode and been like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then he would have heard his own voice and been like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's, he's lovely. I love Tom. I do too. I think he's playing soccer again this year, so I'll be seeing him a lot yeah, more. I think he, because he's been back here for a little bit. I think he played a little bit last season as well because oh, he yeah. said something to me about it. So yeah, you probably will see him down there. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Ash. So I want to make at least the first bit of the episode all about you. Talk about some of your, your gaming history and some of your favorite games and all of that. Just a nice casual episode. Um, hanging out. You got some Krakens here. What, <laughs> a, what a wonderful young man. He rocks up at my door. He's got a four pack of Krakens and cola and a full bottle of Kraken spiced rum <laughs> for a wedding present. What a nice young man. Well, I have to say that I, your bottle, your subtle bottle openings in background noise during your episodes never go unnoticed by my trained mm, ear. Yeah. <laughs> so I was sure that you'd appreciate the gesture. Oh, I definitely would. I'm thirsty, my friend. Give us one of them. Yeah, pass this one over. Don't be shy. Let's Thank you very much. Out. Get them out. You know what? We actually get a few people saying that they appreciate our sort of drink reviews at the start. <laughs> oh, I, I highly appreciate them. Because, <laughs> you know, it depends on what time you're listening to the podcast. You might be starting work and there we are cracking beers. And you're like, boys, it's it's 8 o'clock in the morning here. Like, <laughs> That's usually how it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be on the, uh, the way home from work. You're like, I'll be joining in the minute, boys. I also love that when you do things like that, like the drink views and stuff, when you just go on completely unscripted tangents and they go for so long. <laughs> so, so I think I 
timed one once that Bryce went on that was in the intro. I reckon it went for like 20 minutes. Yeah, and you know what, Bryce? I love the man, but so, <laughs> as the host sometimes, I'm, look, I'm looking at the timer here. I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, seriously, we get the point. All right, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Well, personally, I love it. I think That's it's good. great. That's good. That's good. Excellent. All right, let's jump into this bad boy. So we've got the Kraken and Cola. A lot of people like the Kraken and Dry, I noticed, at the uh, the hotel I work at. That's the one that usually sells the best. Cheers. Cheers, my man. But personally, I'm a Kraken and Cola boy. See, I took a stab. I know that most mm-hmm. people like the Kraken and Dry, but I was at the bottle o deciding which one to bring, and I just was like, for some reason, I reckon he'll be more of a Kraken and Cola type of guy. Mm, oh, you know me well. <laughs> Apparently. It's my, probably the fact I'm approaching diabetes. You're like, he likes cola. Yeah, that'll do it. That will usually do it. I also brought a spare canister of insulin. So <laughs> you covered on all fronts. Oh, what a generous man. What a generous man. All right. So I guess I should get stuck into my early gaming. Yes. But before that, Ash, I've got an Apple podcast review. I almost yes. said iTunes. I didn't. I didn't. All right. So this one is a very nice one. It's five out of five stars. And the title is, bruh, this podcast. (laughs) And they go on to say, this podcast, let me tell you, is something you really need to listen to. A couple of South Australian folks, so good at speaking, even with solo episodes, which can in general be monotone. Nice to see some non-American Nintendo podcast. Just an amazing podcast. I'm not even kidding. Listen to it or you will find me in your bed at night. 120 out of 120 power star rating, and I literally think they put 120 um, oh, star star emojis at the end. Oh, I want to count them, and if there's not 120, he's going to find me in his bed tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that was a great review. What a cracker review, and it was from F H S F U H. I'm not going to try and pronounce that. I think that. What that- is that? What is what? How would you pronounce that? Uh, that one there. Fusfa. <laughs> um, I think that sometimes that they can be like autogen ones because I'm pretty sure I've left reviews on both of your House of Mario podcasts and mine have come up with a really odd name that you've tried to pronounce. And like, oh, really? I, the only reason I knew it was huh. me because I don't even know what my name is. Huh, because really? Because of the name of the... Well, it was because of the review, yeah. Okay, so... Maybe if we go, if we go down, well, this is this was interesting to me. If if it does auto generate, see if you can find <clears> yours when that page loads. God forbid the uh, should be should be loading. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, there, there you go. go. There it is. Um, let's see. You got a lot here from Denmark. <laughs> yeah, no, we Denmark has treated us well. Thank you, everyone who listens to us in Denmark. Oh, uh, that's it. Yeah, okay. And what's your name? Definitely. I did not come up with that, and I'm pretty sure I remember you thinking it was Joshua, which makes oh, sense that's when I'm right. looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, yeah. It's, a, it's a, like G-H... No, sorry. J-S-H-U-A-W-J-Q. Yeah. So, see, I thought I, it was like I a did, Joshua than like a last initial yeah, or something. See, that, that would make sense, but no, I definitely didn't come up with that. I don't even really remember making the account, and I don't know how it became that, so I assume it was an autogen. Yeah, so like your your Apple, if you set up your Apple account to have like your name, you could. I think when you do your first review, it asks you to like set a username. Oh, okay, and you could probably skip it and it would autogen. Or maybe. I just mashed keys, maybe. I don't know what happened. Anyway, regardless of how you do set up your uh, 
Apple Podcast account or whatever the hell's going on there at Apple. We definitely appreciate <laughs> it a lot. It helps out the show. And, it, you know, it's a lot of fun reading them out. Um, yeah. But if if they're mean and one star, just yeah, keep it to yourself. I, <laughs> keep it I'm to pretty yourself. sure, did you get a four star one recently? Even I was outraged by that. Yeah, no, we got, we got, we got something. It put us down to like, it's a 4.9 out of 5. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. I demand retribution. Mm. Bloody, I do too. Yes. But so, I mean, it's better than a one-star review though. Also, also noticed today Apple actually announced some brand new features coming to Apple Podcasts, including um, being able to put out more content for like paid subscriptions and stuff. Oh, that's cool. So that's going to be happening in <clears throat> May. So it's, it kind of like you can... Podcasters can kind of offer what they offer like on Patreon, like uh, no no ads, um, extra content, early access, that, that type of thing. So I'll be looking into that coming May, see what we can offer on the House of Mario. Obviously, it's only for like Apple Podcast users, um, but we'll sort of work out how we can do that parody across Patreon and stuff too. Because I'm always interested in like new tools for podcasting because for such a long time, podcasting has been so restricted. It's like just put up a file, hope someone finds it. Yeah. But um, it's cool that a lot of these services are actually competing now that Spotify has joined the um, joined the queue. So, be looking into that in the future. Yeah, so I actually listen on Spotify, and if you start doing that, I'll probably change over to Apple. Mm, see, that's what they want you to do. That's that what, is exactly what they want you to do. So more features means more users. Yeah. So as long as they're good features, <laughs> <laughs> more features, just like just in ingest the podcast you don't have to listen to it how much time would you save you just know know it, what it, it just exists in you now yeah you'll they be inject the podcast directly into your brain through the covid vaccine yeah well along with bill gates microchips yeah i don't know about that <laughs> don't know about that eh? no that, that's bogus it's just ridiculous it is just ridiculous people should just get the vaccine when it becomes readily available Definitely should. I know it's, uh, a lot of people on sort of Twitter and that like sharing, yes, got the vaccine and that's absolutely fantastic. I'm glad that people that needed to getting it. Um, I feel really lucky down here though because we sort of are in the position where it's like I'd rather, no, I can wait personally. I'm not yeah. that high risk. <clears throat> um, don't know about you in Melbourne, how it's uh, how you're I going for that. we're pretty good in Melbourne at the moment as well now. We've been in the clear for quite a while and even if we weren't, I think – that it's still very – like, even at the, when Melbourne was at its worst, it was still very, very unlikely that you personally would get it. Mm. I think at the most we had 8,000 cases, and that's out of about 5 million people. So it's not actually as bad as it sounds. It's just if they didn't do anything about it, it would spread like – would have been awful, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm not defending their positions. They made a lot of mistakes. It shouldn't have gotten to where it did in the first place, but – it is what it is. We're in the clear now. That's that's good. So, yeah, we're all very lucky in Australia in general. Yeah, no, I'm very happy to be where we are. And just uh, on that note, just hope everyone worldwide is doing fantastic out there. Definitely. Hope you're keeping I, safe. Anybody listening from outside of Australia, I hope you're doing well and staying safe mm. and getting vaccinated where you can. Absolutely. All right, Ash, so before we um, sort of jump into uh, the topic of your gaming history, um, Bryce and I, we started doing a to- uh, sorry a segment called Nintendo, not Nintendo, I always, say, I always got to say Nintendo Guru, but the segment is just called Guru Geek Outs, where we just, you know, talk about something we're uh, thankful for or sh- giving someone a shout out or something like that. 
So would you like me to go first so you can think of something? <laughs> yeah, because I definitely didn't think of one. I did not prep you before the show, so <laughs> I'm sorry right. about that. I probably should have picked up on it, to be honest, but I'll have a quick think and mm. I'll let you go first. Yep, too easy. So I just want to give a shout out to Sean Capri and Donnie Reese, who started a brand new podcast called Sweet Hangs. Um, it's basically a podcast where the two just get together and um, talk about random gaming topics and just have a nice, relaxed sort of conversation. And I, I, there are a lot of podcasts like that and... Um, but this one, I absolutely love Sean and Donnie and uh, their respective content that they've done throughout the years. So I really enjoyed this and it's been really great to see uh, Sean um, continue you, me and Capri, um, you know, since Bobby's passing and he's done an absolutely fantastic job. So I'd love to send at least some of you guys over there. Go and check out Sweet Hangs on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your podcast player of choice. Go and check it out. It's a great podcast. I've listened to um all five episodes i think are out at the moment so definitely go and give that a go so ash have you thought of anything it, uh, it could just be like you know you know my mum's great she, <laughs> she she cooked me tea last night what a what a lass I, i'm not sure i'd call my mum a geek but no i actually did think of something very quickly i'd like to give i don't know if this is going to get a bit meta i'd like to give a shout out to the house of mario oh th- that's meta as hell man <laughs> couldn't get much more meta no i you guys are <laughs> Just a very good podcast. You're a great escape. Love listening about Nintendo news. I honestly wouldn't know anything about Nintendo apart from just what games they had coming out if it weren't for listening to you guys. And the community that you've built, especially over on the Discord. You've got a lot of great people in there. Yeah, I'd give them shout-outs, but I'll forget 90% of them. But <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> Having conversations with people that I never would have spoken to ever if it weren't for your Discord. So, yeah, House of Mario. Give you guys the geek out. The- Guru Geek, sh- geek Out? Guru Geek Out. Yeah, Guru Geek Out shout out. Yeah, well, thank you very much, And my also, friend. thanks very much for inviting me on the episode today. No worries. Thanks for bringing the beverages. <laughs> no worries. Someone's got to. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ash. So, now it's all about you. What was your very first video mm. game console? And um, even if there's a moment before then where you sort of, you know, realized gaming was something you really enjoyed... So, I'm not actually fully certain. I guess my first console would have probably have been the Super Nintendo because my brother had one and he's older than me. So, we just had one since I was really young. But the first one I can really remember playing properly was the Nintendo 64. Again, mm-hmm. got one because of my brother. So, like, some of my earliest memories were playing games on that. And the first games, I would say, would have been... Back then, I had no idea what I was doing on it, but Ocarina of Time was a big (laughs) one for me. I would constantly get to, when I was really young, I just could not wrap my head around the the first water temple, the one inside the whale when you're young. Yep. So I would Mm. always get to that point and never be able to finish it, and then I would just start the game again. And I'd do that over and over and over because I didn't really know any better. And I just could never wrap my head around how you did it. I didn't know what you had to do. I didn't know that you had to carry the princess throughout the temple. Mm. I just kept trying to carry her out of it to get her out. (laughs) And I was like, why doesn't this work? (laughs) I saved you, (laughs) goddammit. That's exactly (laughs) it. But no, yeah, I could just never wrap my head around that until... Uh, one of my friends, do you know Josh Fabris? I know Josh Fabris. Yeah, me and him, we used to be really good mates. He used to live in South End. He actually gave me a um like a guidebook and yep. it told you what to do. And I was like <laughs> doing it. And I was like, this is <laughs> so God. simple. I'm such an idiot. And then 
obviously not long after that you become an adult and I was just like, oh my God, this has changed my life. Isn't that such a weird thing you used to do as a kid? Like, oh, I'm stuck. Just start again. Yeah, because I think I've heard you say about how you used to do it on some of your games and I was like, that's so weird, but I used to do the same thing. you got plenty of time. Why not? Yeah, just start exactly. again. Maybe by the time I get to that point on this next run through all I've worked out how to do it <laughs> was never the case. You just get to the point like, I know exactly what to do now. <laughs> I'll carry her out. It'll work this time. <laughs> Especially like even getting into that dungeon, it was so like convoluted. Yeah, it was. I like having that. to like do the certain thing. I think like get the key out like the fish's mouth. Was, yeah, was that I, it? No, you had to get it to swallow something. You had to drop the fish in oh, front that's of it right. and yeah. it would inhale it and take you You had to get it in the it. jar, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It was very convoluted. That entire game though, was there's always a like- Every now and then you'd get to a point where it would just take you so long to work out what to do because there's no directions or pointers. And mm. But when you finally work it out and you're like, how the hell was I meant to work that out? <laughs> I had that heaps in Majora's Mask, like the second one. Yeah. This main one for me in that one was getting the, the, the powder keg, the big Goron keg to blow up the rock to get to the farm to get Epona before the aliens came because there were aliens in that one. Yeah, that took me so long to work out because it doesn't tell you where to go. It doesn't tell you what to do. You just have to work it out yourself. Yeah, like now, with, with Majora's Mask for me, like it's always been a game I always got like halfway through and like it's always been one I've been worried about because like, there is that like ocarina of time, like what the hell do I do? But there's also the time limit on that. I'm like, I don't know if I want to. I think, yeah. I, I know I know, <laughs> I need to play it and I have like played, This is, that is actually one of the games I've Ah, uh, I'll restart it. <laughs> and not because I get stuck. It's because I'm like, ah, I haven't played it for a year. I forgot where I am. And it's always I've done that a few times on 64, on ROMs, and on the uh, the 3DS version as well. But, yeah, it's one of those games I just need to sit down and like, play, goddammit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for a lot of people, the time limit's a big turnoff for them. I can't really remember my first interaction with it, but I know that I love it now. I um I've spent so much time on that game. I think that I probably prefer Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time, yep. which is like a big controversial standpoint. I've on- met a lot of people that do, and I remember like as a kid, Bryce was always like, "Oh, Ocarina of Time is the best game of all time," <laughs> and Majora's Mask is smelly. <laughs> then um. Like a lot of people on forums and that started being like, you know what, Majora's Mask is actually pretty good. And then, <laughs> then it, this sort of like snowball effect of like it's like a Majora's Mask Renaissance. Almost, yeah, like and a- like a lot of people are saying that they prefer that one. And it's getting to the point now where Bryce is like, not one of the only ones, but it's kind of fifty-fifty split at this point from the, just the people in my small circle that enjoy Zelda games. Yeah, I know it was definitely like way back in the day. Everybody pretty much hated it to begin with. Yeah. Well, not everybody, but. A f- Fair portion of big Zelda fans did. It was the same, exactly the same with Wind Waker. When that first came yeah. out, it was almost universally hated. Yeah. And it- now it's like one of the, they've reviewed, like, not reviewed, but viewed as one of the best Zelda games ever. Yeah, it's a timeless classic because, for the very reason that people hated it yeah, because, because of the art style. The graphics just, they don't age because yeah. they were that cell shaded, very cartoony style. You, you can understand why, though. Like, back in. Like when they show off the, uh, I think they showed off a Zelda demo at Space World, and it pretty much was Link versus Ganondorf, 
um, in a very realistic style what you would imagine the um, evolution of Ocarina of Time looking like on the GameCube. And it looked awesome. People wanted that. Then they say, then they come out like at E3 the next year, be like, this is what it is. And it's just like, <laughs> do, 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 yeah, do. I can And chasing pigs. That. And it's like, what the hell is this? But it turns out that was one of the, has one of the darkest moments in the whole Zelda series where you, at the very end you just, spoilers, you, you uh, stab Ganondorf in the head. Yeah, that I remember seeing that for the first time, just being like, whoa. And I wasn't even that young by that point. It was just very unexpected. You don't really see anything quite that, I don't know about gruesome, but just very blatantly like death. Yeah, it certainly wasn't gruesome because there's not like there's no blood, blood squirting anything, out of his eyes or anything. There is a sword going through his head. There's like mm. most of it's just heavily implied. Like you would see Link slashing at something that's off screen when yeah. it's points like that. But to actually see the blade impale someone's head, you're just like, oh, taking it back a bit if it's the first time you see it. Because I know I certainly was. Yeah. Yeah. So Zelda's obviously uh, one of the series that made you fall in love with Gaming, if that's one of the first series and the first couple of games that you brought up See, I could, yeah. on the 64. I would say I would accredit Zelda to being the series that got me into gaming. And then I would say, I think we've had a conversation about this before, long ago in the past, that that was the Pokemon series of like the Ruby Sapphire Emerald was the one that became mm. the reason I fell in love with gaming. I would say Pokemon Emerald is one of my top five games ever. I have sunk a lot of time into that game. And unfortunately, I don't own it in any aspect anymore. I'd love oh, to get what, it again. What happened to it, eh? I don't even know. I had, because I've lived. Got to look lived, after that shit, man. I know. Come on. If I had my time again and I weren't such a stupid kid. <laughs> um, I lived in South End, which is about 20 k's from here when I was younger. That's why I went to school in Millicent. That's how we met. And then from, I moved from South End to Perth in year 10 or the end of year 9. And then from Perth. I lived in like five different places in Perth. I was there for eight years. Then I moved back here for six months. Now I live in Melbourne. So I've sort of traveled around Australia a bit, living in different places. And I don't think I own a single thing that I used to have when I was in South End anymore. Oh, really? It's just been lost along the way. Like I might still own it, but I wouldn't have a clue where it would be. Mm. Maybe it's at mum's place. Maybe it's in a shed at South End somewhere. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know where to start. Looking. Yeah, so that's the thing. I can't talk. I've only like moved two times. Yeah, <laughs> and that wasn't across the country or anything like no, that. No, <laughs> yeah. See, like if I lived in like five different places in Perth, I'd say I almost didn't own anything from the first place in Perth by the fifth place in Perth. Like that's yeah, right. just I've just lived in so many places, and you lose things, you sell things, and mm. see, I was I was at least hoping you sold it because you can get a nice amount of cash for um, Pokemon Emerald these days. Oh, I know you can these days, but I don't even... If I did sell it, I wouldn't be able to tell you when. Yeah, hopefully I did, mm. and it didn't just get lost. That'd be a real shame if I had it and I lost. Because I had the... I was talking to you on the... I think on the Discord about this. I had the green limited edition Game oh, Boy Advance SP with it. Mm. And, oh, that thing, the buttons were probably barely working by the time I was <laughs> done with it. Mainly through Pokemon Emerald. So, yeah, played a lot of that. Yeah. So, what did you like about Pokemon Emerald? Why is it a top five game for you? I think it just, at the time it came out, well, I'd say, I don't know that it was actually groundbreaking, but for me it was because I'd never played a Pokemon game before. It just had so much stuff you could do, especially an Emerald on top of, like, Ruby and mm -hmm. Sapphire because yeah. it had, like, the beauty pageants as well. Not that I really spent much time on them. I did, I tried them. They were fun, but, you know, I was more into battling and... Yeah. 
not beauty pageants. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's, I got really into it by the end of it. Like I'd done every single piece of content there was that you didn't have to go to Japan for. Um, <laughs> Which was most of it back yeah. then, wasn't it? <laughs> Which was, yeah, 90% of the end <laughs> content. Um, yeah, I got really into making secret bases. Yeah. And me and, oh, do yeah. you know, I don't know if you'd know this guy, Nick Landers? Used to live in South and ages ago. He went to Rendlesham, but he moved to Mount His Gambia. name rings a bell, but no, I don't. Yeah, so he lives in Mount Gambia now. Me and him used to always, like, make new secret bases and do the... What's it called? Mixed records. Yeah. And then we'd like check out each other's bases and battle each other. And I did have another friend we did that a bit with, just not as much. He'd know Barabi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did that too. And yeah, we would always just like make new secret bases, try to get oh. it looking as cool as we could. And then we'd all mix records. You go battle each Mixing other. Mixing records was so useful as well. Like, it was. Obviously not only cool because it puts uh, that person's secret base into your world. So every day you can go to their secret base and battle them with the party they have at the time of mixing records. Um, and in Pokemon uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, it was pretty hard to grind because all the trainers in the game had like level 30, maybe level 40s. Then you had like the uh, Pokemon League as well. But you could actually um, set it up so your friends have like level 100s in there uh, in their secret base. You can train against them and get like heaps of XP compared to all the other trainers. So it was really useful in that, that aspect too, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. We definitely did that quite a bit as well. We would sometimes like try to tee it up so that um, they would have typings that we would have typings to be super effective against to make yep. the battles easier so we could grind it easier to get our own Pokemon to level 100 and things like that. Mm. Yeah, so we definitely did that. It was because I think, I can't remember. I don't, I think that I didn't really do much of the league. I don't know why. I can't remember. I can't remember why, but I remember like, I specifically remember one occasion when I was grinding and I was in the in Emerald. I think it's I can't remember what it's called. The big tower that's at like the very south of the map. I think it's where Rayquaza is. Oh, the Sky Pillar. Yeah, and I remember grinding in there. And I think like there might have been some Pokemon that were like level fifty in there. Yeah, and they that were pretty was a, strong in there. That was about as high as it got. And I was like, mm. oh, this is so awful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely very helpful in that regard. Mm. Were you a big uh, a big nerd, and you took on the Battle Frontier? Yeah, I did. Sorry, that's what I meant by the league. I didn't do that much of the Battle Frontier. I did a bit of it, but I think some... I just remember it being just, like, ridiculous, the stuff that you had to do to get far in it. And I just couldn't get into it because of that. I did some of it. Like, I'd do all the things once, and then once I'd done them once, I'd be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I've, see, I, I didn't... what there is to see. <laughs> I didn't do all of them, but at the point I am now with, like, Pokemon games, I'm just... I want it back so bad. I just want stuff to strive for, which is actually really hard. Yeah, um, yeah. I know like a lot of them in like, I know that the battle pyramid was just annoying, <laughs> <laughs> but there were other ones like the battle pike and the battle tower. And um, there's like the battle factory where you can rent Pokemon. And yeah, um, when you right. beat your opponent, you can like decide to swap. So oh yeah. There's like a bit of strategy there. That was always one was a little, a lot of fun and um, you didn't need to prepare your own Pokemon for. So that was, that made it a bit easier. It's just like up to your knowledge of what Pokemon's weak against what and all of that. But yeah, that was an absolutely fantastic feature in those games. And I think that's definitely why Pokemon Emerald is sort of near the top of a lot of people's lists. Unless they're wrong, they'll be at the bottom. But <laughs> <laughs> You've either got it in the right spot or you're wrong. Hmm. So. <laughs> so, yeah, Pokemon Emerald was your first Pokemon game. Is that why you ended up with a Game Boy Advance? Or did you have other stuff on that platform I before? ended up getting other stuff on the platform. But the 
the Pokemon Emerald uh, Game Boy Advance SP came as a bundle. That yeah, was sweet. the first game that I had. And so jealous about that. <laughs> so jealous. I'm jealous of my younger self. Why didn't I keep it? Why don't I know where it is? Did you lose that one? I, I, that's, I'm not sure. It could be still here somewhere in South End maybe, but I wouldn't even know where to look. I'm going to raid your parents' house. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, it'll be my grandparents' house and yeah, maybe you might get lucky. They've got a pretty big shed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> might find something else in there. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, mm, mm. I, I, I wouldn't bet on finding anything valuable. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it was definitely that was the like for quite a while that was the only game I had on that. And then even when I bought new games, I'd play them for a bit and find myself going back to Pokemon just because it's just so much stuff you can do even once you finish the game. Mm. Whereas most games back then were just like a, especially on consoles like the Game Boy Advance, where they didn't offer anything really in the way of multiplayer. Or yeah, the, or very very little. Yeah, so that, yeah, there was Mario Kart, which had like the one cartridge play you could use link cables oh yeah that's right yeah i I never had the mario kart on game boy advance though so i never played that but yeah just games like back then they are usually just a very linear story and by the time you'd finished it there was no point in playing them anymore Mm. and you could usually they were also usually pretty short so i'd find myself going back to pokemon as soon as i'd finished these other games and never touching them again and i probably put about 300 hours into that it's probably not that much in comparison to other people, but for me, especially back then, it was yeah. so much. I just like reset my games all the time, so I don't yeah, know I, how much I would have put into it. But I definitely reset mine a couple of times, but I eventually ended up keeping one. But. It annoys me so much because, like, I completed the Pokedex. I got like um, I got the Johto starters for for completing the Pokedex. I did like multiple stuff in the Battle Frontier, then one day I'm just like, ah, oh, I feel like playing it again. Reset it. Yeah, I I, I remember like, you like, saying that. It's and- like, and now as an adult, I'm like. I want to go back to that save file I put so much work into. Yeah, I remember you Why saying that. Why would I do that? I remember you saying <laughs> that in one of your episodes and I was like, oh, and like, that's uh, crazy. I played through it like another three times or like five times or a million times. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed myself. I didn't care. But it's just like now where yeah. I'm like, huh, why did I do that? And, you know, I'm pretty happy with my former kid self as far as games go because I remember talking to a friend of mine who, this is like 2003, we've got Pokemon Sapphire and- I was talking. He, was, he said that he just got the box and like got the game out of it and chucked the box in the bin. And <laughs> and there's me just being like, I had it in my um bedside cupboard, like just preserving it, like keeping <laughs> it like as as square as possible, looking after it. Every now and again, I'll get the instruction booklet, look like look through it, <laughs> put it back carefully, not to crinkle the instruction booklet. And I've still got all my boxes from when I was a, a kid. See, so I'm, I'm happy with that. At least I did that. See, I think I probably did have mine when I was younger, but again, that's just a consequence of me. I couldn't even tell you where anything I had from back then was, let alone my anything to do with gaming. Yeah, well, that is a consequence. And Ash, maybe you should have just stayed <laughs> living in the same house all oh, your life so I'll you didn't go, lose that stuff. <laughs> I'll go tell 15-year-old me not to move to Perth against his will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in hindsight, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, but back then I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot more for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But no, I don't have my gaming stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was the trade-off. Um, yeah, so I guess from there, I eventually got an Xbox 360. I had the Wii as well. I had the Wii for ages. I nearly just glossed over that. I had that for ages. That was my main console. Um, what was the biggest game for me? Oh, 
Brawl easily. I was about to say. It was definitely Brawl. I remember <laughs> we used to play Brawl a bit before I moved. Yeah. And even when I came back every now and then to visit, we'd play it. Oh, yeah. We we didn't stop playing it until the Wii U um, one yeah, came Smash out. 4 came out on Wii U. Which was, to me, I think was a, it was a little bit of a letdown, that game. Really? I thought it was really good, but just, I don't know. But I thought the Brawl had more content, more things to do, I guess. It just had that, um, like, the more story mode focus thing. Yeah, I also Apart was from that, a big mm. fan of the home run contest that was on it, which I don't think was on the Wii U It one. was. It was. Oh, um, why it was, am I not just a fool then? It wasn't in Smash Ultimate, but they ended up patching it back in. Ah, so that, okay. I probably had stopped playing it by that point. I didn't stick with that game for that long, to be honest. I think I probably, when I, even just going back not that long ago, I was a bit fickle with things like that. I would get a game and be like, oh, doesn't have this thing that I wanted and I would just stop playing it. <laughs> I still played it a fair bit. Like, I played it with you a few times and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely have gotten more back into Ultimate. Yeah. Like since then. I've eventually, like Tom, mm-hmm. that you stayed with us when you came over for PAX. We played it pretty much the entire time. We had free time yeah, at my wicked. place. It was so much fun. Didn't didn't even have to go to PAX. <laughs> oh, I would have been perfectly happy just sitting in the beanbag <laughs> oh, playing Smash. So much fun. We like moved everything out of the garage and just put every like all the TVs and everything in there. It was so much fun. Yeah. And then our other mates that came from Adelaide that you met that stayed there too. They got in on it and it was just a great time. We played Jackbox as well. That was good fun. Yeah, that was a great time. Definitely got more into Smash Ultimate again recently. And, um, yeah, i probably not playing it so much now, but I think that's just because a lot of us are much more busy in our day-to-day lives. And yeah. it's like I just don't really play it if I'm playing it by myself. Yeah, like Ultimate for me is pretty much just, you know, finish work. Like especially I really want to get into Monster Hunter at the moment, but I just don't have the time to like learn Monster Hunter so I'm, I've got half an hour. I just do a couple of rounds of smash and, you know, that, that's all I do type of thing. Yeah, that's honestly exactly the same with me. I just, also want to get into Monster Hunter because I've never really played one before and I just haven't even bought it yet because I'm like, at this point, I just, I'm very much into like casual gaming and that's just not a casual game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do want to get into it. I just need to find the time and the motivation to start something mm. like that. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think... um. At least in May, I think my workload will be a bit more manageable um, because crutching is going to finish. So hopefully I'll get into it then. Like Bryce, he, he comes in the first week. I'm like, literally me. I'm like, I made my character. And he's like, I put in 46 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's insane. Like that's the kind of, like if I do get into it, that's probably what I expect to happen to me. But it's just insane for me that he could just do that like right off the dot. He would have the time for it. But I guess if that's what you're into, you make time for it. You can... You yeah. can do that. If I really, really wanted to, I could have done the same, but I'd rather it come more um, organically rather than just being like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stop seeing my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that's just how it is for me at the moment. I'm always very busy at work. Mm. So I probably could have bought it for this trip back, but I've been actually replaying Fire Emblem Three Houses again. Are you crazy, man? And I'm right into it because I hadn't done any of the DLC for it. Well, there was only one DLC. Because you've story. done all the like all the playthroughs, have you? No, I only did one of them. But like me and like that same group of friends, like Tom and James and them, we all did different houses. Yeah, and so oh, that's right. we were like talking to each other all the way through it and what was happening. So I kind of already know what happens on the other playthroughs. And I also picked the um 
the Black Eagle House on the first one. So like the mm. the one that goes against the other ones, which sort of reveals a fair bit of the other ones while you play it. So yeah, it's sort of I guess that one's probably the one you're meant to play third, but we all just picked different ones. I didn't really know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Didn't really know better. Yeah, so that sort of I wouldn't say it ruined it, but it did get rid of a bit of motivation to go back to it. Mm. But no, I'm actually really enjoying it. It was like having a very long break from any game really and coming back to it's always good. And I did the DLC before I started. The DLC was actually really cool. I really enjoyed it. And they implemented it in a really good way. So it's actually like, you probably already know this, separate to the main story. So yeah, if you play yeah. it and then the characters and everything become unlocked once you play it in the main story. But none of the story is in the main story. So if you go and meet them, they don't know who you are and everything like that. So that's yeah. really cool. You just select it from a different menu at the start, don't yeah, you? And, yeah. yeah. And then once you've done it, the area and the characters become available in the main story. Yeah. But they there's no recollection between the between the two saves. So yeah, it's cool the way they did that. That was cool. So I've been playing that heaps since I've been back. Um that's what I'm when I said I was on my couch doing nothing most of the time, that's that's what I'm doing. Oh, I'm you weren't doing stuff. nothing then. Because <laughs> it's when when you say sit, sitting down doing nothing. Like at at the moment, uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, my dad had a hip operation, so he like literally just just sits around. But <laughs> instead of like watching TV, putting on the radio, podcast, going iPad, checking out YouTube, playing a game, he literally just sits there. <laughs> okay, I'm not doing that quite amount of nothing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like when I um, go out to the farm, I'm like, Dad, do you, do you want to look at the iPad? Do you want to? Do you want me to bring the TV in? Do you want me to put a... Like, seriously, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind it's of, just like full Blair Witch style staring <laughs> yeah. in the corner of the room. <laughs> yeah. So, that, yeah, that's what I think about okay, when so I, literally what, just sitting there. When but. I say I'm doing nothing, I mean I'm doing nothing productive. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. That's productive though, Fire Emblem. Yeah, I guess. It's keeping me entertained. Yeah. It's good to see the story from a different aspect. It's actually is more different than I thought it was going to be as well, which is cool. I thought it was just going to be very much the same but yeah no it's it's good so that's what i've been playing lately before that i've been playing games on game pass quite a bit just because i've been playing a heap of the like small indie games on there mm, that's what it's good for very much so because like they're they're just so expensive on the switch <laughs> like they're probably like in hindsight after you've bought it they're probably worth it if you play the game to completion but mm. a lot of the time I don't play a game to completion. Yeah. And if you're shelling out like $30, $40 for an indie game every time you buy a new one, it, it stacks up very quickly. Yeah. And like, you know, with, with your backlog, with how much you want to be spending like each week or each month on video games, you are at the point where it's like, oh, this looks cool. I've got no idea what it really is, but I would like to give it a shot. But yeah, for exactly, 40 bucks, that isn't throwaway money either. No, yeah. And like that, that was the thing with me with like a lot of games on Switch. Like... Like I go on the Game Pass app every now and again. I'm like, oh, that game I had on my wish list on Switch is on Game Pass. All right, just download it and yeah, I give yeah. it a go. And it happened to me with a game called Narita Boy. I did hear you talking about that on one of the last mm. podcasts, and it does sound really cool. Yeah, and that game was like forty bucks, and like it's it's worth it. Like if if you get that game, enjoy it, and play through it, and like you don't have to, if you're not into Monster Hunter and some other games that are coming out around this time, um, you know, it's definitely worth it. Like, I wouldn't be disappointed, but the thing is, like, I haven't gotten back to it after trying it on Game Pass. I just, like I said, I've got half an hour. I'm, I'm going to play my comfort foods. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, I got really into a game recently. It's only a very short story game, and it's 
really stupid. It's called Donut County. Oh, Donut County, yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> I just spent the entire, I don't know what it would have taken, like eight hours or so to finish it. So satisfying, isn't just it? Just laughing the whole time. It was so funny. And I love those short indie games that are just, like even though the gameplay, there's almost no gameplay. It's so simple. You don't really do much of anything but it's just so satisfying because of how stupid the story is and how funny it is. So what are you actually doing in the game? So, in, yeah, in Donut County, you con- basically you control a hole on the ground and you mm-hmm. move it around to swallow things. And the more stuff you swallow, the bigger the hole gets. So you can then swallow bigger things. And the object of every level is basically just to swallow everything on the screen. So you got to... Yeah. I'd say strategically, but you're always going to work out eventually. <laughs> or you can just move from side to side going upwards until you get it. Um, you just got to strategically get the smaller things first, get the hole big enough to then get the more medium-sized stuff. And then Because then you eventually you swallow the buildings and stuff. Like it's, It almost sounds like a game that you couldn't build a story around, but there's a story and it's so dumb and it's brilliant. Yeah, like all the things you swallow, they all like start talking like at the bottom of the hole. Uh, and then like everyone's an animal except one person. <laughs> it's just a human. <laughs> And then, what, there's a quadcopter <laughs> is, like, a large aspect of the game, and it's just so dumb. Yeah, and, like, I think like stuff like that, if, if I was if I was making an indie game, I'm definitely not talented enough or smart enough to make my own game, but I'll definitely try to target that five-hour sort of time with, like, a $20 price tag or whatever it is because I think that's what, uh, that is the hole that needs to be filled for the most part because like this, every publisher out there is putting out a big open world or a big game that wants to hold you there. Uh, so you're spending more money on DLC or microtransactions or whatever, and that's fine. There's definitely a, a place for that, but there is definitely definitely an es- aspect of that where like I'm kind of kind of uh, I need something a bit a bit shorter, a bit more a bit more fresh. Yes, yeah, I think. So, for sure. The market is definitely oversaturated on that big open world. I'd say AAA. They're not all AAA, but that AAA style big open world game. Mm. And I was honestly not a big, like, large open world game person to begin with. And now that's just about every second game that's released is that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'll only get really into a big open world game if it's something like that's just, I don't know, really 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 like breath of the wild i sunk yeah. 150 hours into that they've got to be like the top quality sort of yeah. open world game at this point to be worth your time like for me you'd be like horizon this year than zelda uh i don't know probably a lot of other games probably everything's open world like you said so <laughs> yeah that's so that's that's sort of the problem as well is that like when everything's open world it makes like games that are meant to be a remarkable big open world game a bit less remarkable because mm. that's everything else is the same. It's a bit like the news that came out a couple of days ago that the new Bioshock game uh, is going to be open world just through their sort of jab, uh, sorry, uh, job advertisements. They're looking for a open world narrative designer. I didn't and, even know that, to be honest. I didn't see that. Yeah, so it's like Bioshock, like, like it was exciting, Bioshock's coming back. Whether it's going to live up to the first game and Bioshock Infinite is another thing, but just like... I don't need another open world game. And no. it's just, that, is, that isn't that is what made Bioshock special at no, all. for sure. It was a very, like, driven story game. I could see so. how, maybe not so much Infinite, but how Bioshock, like the first one in Rapture, could work as an open world game, but it would need to be done, like, to perfection. It yeah. would have to be spot on, otherwise it's just going to become, like, a... 
an unnavigatable maze of rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> because that's like, it was almost like that as a linear game, it was very difficult to navigate. Mm. So they'd need to do it just right to hit like that nail on the head for sure. But that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I heard about it. I'm like, oh, really? Because it was, I think it was like a year or so ago. Can't remember. Time kind of doesn't matter these days, does it? Yeah. But uh, could have been a month. <laughs> um, 2K announced, but like, you know, Bioshock is coming back. So, oh, fantastic. You know, I a lot did of people know that are, it was coming back, but I didn't hear about the open world part. Yeah, that was just recently, but they put a, a job um, looking for someone that can fill that role. So, mm, no See, one. I think that the, the world was like really cool when it first came out, but it was nothing that had never been thought of before. It was the story that really gave yeah. Bioshock its legs. And if they're now going more towards the world than the story, because even like... Bioshock 2, everybody forgets about because it was pretty rubbish. But 1 and 3 was just, that's all it was, was just like two of the best story games ever made. Bioshock 1 was like credited with being like groundbreaking in story writing. Mm. I remember reading reviews about it and saying people like saying that it was a work of art and things like that, just about the story. And yeah, and if they're sort of like leaning towards, well, maybe they'll go story as well. But the thing with like a lot of open world games is that a lot of the story is discovered through like just walking around and discovering it. And if you're not yeah. doing that, and if you want like the more linear action, then you're just going to do the main story. You're going to miss so much. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they, um, they come up with. I, I doubt it's coming to switch, but hopefully <laughs> they, uh, well, that, well, if they brought the other one, so that could be a sign, but then again, yeah, it's hard to see a game like could that. Could be a sign. They want to sell the original Xbox 360 versions again. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. <laughs> Who knows with, uh, you know, the next model of the Switch coming probably soon. Who knows? Yeah, I think at this point it's basically a done deal. At the, when oh, it yeah. gets to this point of, like, noise around it and the company doesn't silence it, then it just means yes, basically. Unless they would come out now and say, no, this is just not happening and they haven't done that, mm. probably means that it is happening. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm so excited <laughs> for it. Not even announced yet, and I'm just so keen. I guess let's let's stay with the the Switch Pro topic before we move back to the Wii side of things on your your story there. I don't mind going on tangents here. Apparently, this is what we do here on the House of Mario. Oh, I love the tangents. Some these of my favorite are, bits. These I want to replace Bryce here. <laughs> the tangent going on, bastard. Yeah, we talk about Bioshock all night. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Switch Pro, do you see it being, um, do you see Nintendo going down a almost Apple-like route with like, it's a little bit different because the iPad, for, for example, doesn't have to worry that much about if games can run and cross compatibility and that. It works pretty well across the, their OS type of thing. But with Switch, it is a bit more difficult to sort of work out, you know, are we going to stop uh stop some games from working and you know, push other games for that certain hardware and stuff. Um, but do you see them sort of every three years or two years or even if they're really nuts with it every every year updating <laughs> updating the Switch? Or I, do you see it being like, all right, this is a, a PlayStation 4 Probe and the next one is a, a PS5 type yeah, of thing? Just I don't see them. Honestly, I, if I was a betting man, I would see them probably only doing it the once. Just... But, I mean, I have no idea what their internal marketing is, but... <laughs> you're, I just, like, you're in Kyoto, aren't you? You're listening <laughs> to Furukawa. Just like, mm, what's going on here? Oh, I can't understand I, I Japanese. Have, oh. have, have eyes, and, <laughs> eyes and ears everywhere. You're the fly on the wall, aren't you? <laughs> Big fly. Um, <laughs> um, no, I just, I just don't think it's... 
Like, I think that I can see them... Well, I guess, in a way, what they're doing... I can see them sticking with the same market scheme, which is sticking with the portable to TV like console. Of course, of course. It'll still be a Switch. I guess then in that regard, then yeah, I can see them beefing it up every few years, but I don't think it will remain the Switch the whole time. It will generationally change. I think the next one will be a Switch adaptation, but I would say probably after that, it would go to the next, even if they just, even if it is more almost the same and they rename it, but I just think that's a more marketable way to do it. If you just keep calling it like this is the Switch Alpha, the Switch Prime and things like that, it's still the Switch <laughs> and it's like people yep. wanting the new best thing don't want to keep buying the Switch. I would say that, but, you know, the phone market, people still want the latest Samsung Galaxy and the, this is the, the latest iPad Pro and, you know, the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So, well, yeah, I guess it's in that regard, I know. Too, I, I know from Nintendo, we do expect, like, you know, from Nintendo 64, we're like, oh, what the hell is Project Dolphin? What is this? <laughs> and it turns out to be the GameCube, completely different. It looks completely different, got a brand new name. And moving to the Wii was just like, what the hell is going on here? And it's just a completely different control scheme. And then the Wii U, we're like, all right, we've had enough of the Wii, then <laughs> we sort of forget about that. Then the Switch, <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> So, you know, on the Nintendo side of things, that that is that is how we generally think. But I think, you know, this is... I think Nintendo has found where uh, they are, you know, most successful and they suit the most. They're not going to be... Yeah, for sure. Definitely. They're not going to be out there with, like, the latest um, processors in their consoles like the, the PlayStation and Xbox are doing. They're not going to, you know, be, be competing with Uncharted, The Last of Us, and um, you know, stuff from Xbox and stuff. But... They, they definitely do suit, like, the handheld market. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. And they, I think that's what they'll stick with, but just mm. not sure whether it will remain as the Switch per se. I mean, it might. I definitely could be wrong. The Switch has been so successful, they might want to keep the branding. Yeah. Because, like, personally to me, because they've got an install base of 80 million people at the moment. That's how many Switches they've sold. And when it goes to, like, the next console, it wipes then they got to start again. Yeah, I get that as well. So I think it'll, it'll be so much more sort of beneficial to them to just keep building that number, keep bringing out brand new models of the Switch and uh, keep their customers you know, there, keep updating them. Um, and even if you don't want to update, it probably still will run at some capacity on like your original Switch until it gets to the time where it, you know, it won't run anymore. Because um, that's personally what I want. I just want... Because instead of going to a brand new console and be like, all right, do you have backwards compatibility? Will this work there? Will I still be able to download Mario Kart 8 Deluxe or Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Because on the next console, I just don't have an option for Mario Kart or Smash Bros. at launch or whatever. It would be good just to be like, all right, this game goes forever. Like, not well, you know, not forever, ever, 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 but for a, like a long time. It, it's able to carry on because you don't even need backwards compatibility because it is... The same system. Yeah, I get that. So, honestly, uh, backwards compatibility hadn't even occurred to me. And for, in that regard, I can definitely see them sticking with the mm. at least compatible components for the old games. I don't know. I guess eventually the old, the new games are not going to play on the old systems because they're just not going to be powerful enough yeah. moving forwards. But they definitely, I'm sure, I'm yeah, certain they'd want to stick with carbon. Um, hardware that is compatible with the old software. Yeah, because like, they've partnered with NVIDIA and that's what is the main chip in the Switch, the Tegra X. And you know, that that was that's an old chip when the Switch came out. So that was like a pretty cheap chip for Nintendo to get amongst and that was to get a price point <laughs> at, at like, you know, 
not too expensive for like in you know, the family market, but they're going for. And like at the time, Nintendo was really in a shit place with the Wii U. And like um, it's gone on record before, like the Switch was a do or die situation for Nintendo. That had to work. Otherwise, they had to go to Plan B, which was probably put their IP everywhere else. But they would have been fine regardless. Like, yeah, yeah, if they, they, if they said, all right, our hardware failed, we need to make money, they could have put Mario on any other platform. That, that'd be good. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be fine. So They the, already the, had a very good mm. relationship with Microsoft at the time. Too, yeah, so. so there wasn't any worry of that. But as far as their hardware went, they needed the Switch to work. So there was... They brought in the strength of their handheld division. They brought in the strength of, you know, their fun sort of control schemes for the console. They put them into one. They launched it with multiple games in the same year that really pushed them to a new place. And now they're sort of sitting in a very strong place. And I just wonder what their next move is going to be, whether it is been like, all right, this is our, you know, next, this is our push to be back in the console market with like the, the 4K variant to be more aligned with, the other consoles, not graphically, but at least it would be like the correct re- resolution for you know, current generation TVs and stuff. So another thing as well with the, because it's, <clears throat> pardon me, it's um widely that everybody believes that for the 4K aspect, it'll be an upscaler on the dock. Mm. And I just, I don't really know much about like any of the technical parts of it, but is that, I don't know if you even know this. Does that mean that it would be not as good as if the console was doing itself, or does it make no um, difference? No, because like the the PlayStation Four Pro, there's like a um, there's a performance mode and like a resolution mode, and the resolution mode for that kind of upscales it from um, a certain resolution to whether it's four K or two K. I'm not quite sure on the exact. I'm not like I'm not super knowledgeable on this either, but I know that the system just artificially puts puts up the resolution. And it'll probably be, it'll be a similar thing with like the next switch. It'll be in the dock because you don't need a 4K processor or anything no, in the switch. In the it'll switch. be a, be a waste of battery. It'll be a waste of size components. It'll be a waste of everything. So that just needs to be in the switch. But maybe if you've got a really keen eye and you've got like the best TV in the world, you might be like, oh, I can tell the difference when I swap channels and that because it is different. <laughs> but I think for the most part, especially for the price point, Nintendo's probably going to hit as well. I don't think it's going to be too big an issue i think I honestly would just be happy if you could get like 1920 by 1080 yeah i don't need 4k like oh, 4k i don't uh, this is just a personal thing 4k for me doesn't really seem that much better than just your standard like t- 1920 by 1080 like i guess it's noticeable but it's not mm. something that i ne- necessarily need i'd prefer to just get 1920 by 1080 at 60 frames if yeah. if possible but I'm a, I'm a sucker for just like really crisp displays in saying that I don't have a 4k TV so I can't <laughs> I can't really like comment whether like when I jump to my like ps5 or whatever like I've only got my ps5 on a um, a 1080 monitor you know so it doesn't blow me away as far as the resolution goes so it doesn't really bother me everything's on performance mode anyway on those other consoles so um, I'm not too worried about that but it will be good for like the just even like turning on like the menu on the Switch, you're just like, what is what is going on here? Like it just looks that blurry compared to like any other channel. So it would be good for them to sort of update that. But Yeah, no, definitely. I get that. It's, it would be cool just especially like when you first get it, you first put it in the dock, you first turn it on, you see that nice crisp picture come up on your TV. If you've Especially if you've got the 4K TV, mm. so it come up in 4K. That would be a pretty like... 
wouldn't be the same as like booting up Breath of the Wild for the first time or anything like that, but it'd be a pretty special moment. Just to be like, <laughs> oh, finally, it looks how it should. Oh, look at that Nintendo logo. Oh, <laughs> God, my. Oh, is that blood under my eye? Oh, got that sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Image is piercing my retinas. Oh, <laughs> head explodes. No, that, that would be really cool, definitely. But yeah, just like uh, in the long run, though, playing video games, I just don't need them to be at 4K. Yeah, really? and I feel like a lot of Nintendo fans, it's, it's funny because like Nintendo fans generally fall in the camp where it's like, you know, graphics don't matter. And I, I, I find that funny because the reason people think like that is because of Nintendo's marketing. Because <laughs> no, Nintendo definitely. told us that graphics don't matter. So like, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm just playing my Atari. You know, I can't even tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I'm definitely a Nintendo fan. I've got the other consoles like the PS5 and the Xbox One Series X. And I've got a 4K TV and, like, it's they're definitely better on graphics. Oh, no joke. Of course they are. <laughs> but, like, I still... It's not why you buy a Switch, though, is it? No. And it doesn't bother me going back to the Switch playing that. And I've actually just recently as well, I know I think we've talked about this before, how I pretty much only ever played my Switch docked. Never Ooh. played it handheld. And recently... One I've, of those people been playing handheld only and just like throwing the TV on in the background while I do it. And I don't know. I just way prefer it. Did it, did it blow your mind? Oh, wait, I'm going to hold this thing. Yeah. It was like, there's weight. (laughs) (laughs) It gets hot. You get, no, shouldn't do that. Oh, shouldn't it? (laughs) 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 I usually play with it plugged in though, because I've got mine's day one switch Battery life in it has deteriorated quite heavily. I think having it docked all the time actually makes it worse too. Yeah, it's always it's charging. charging. Yeah. So the battery life in my Switch isn't great. I play it at home and I've like to play it. If I'm playing it pretty much all day, then I've got to charge it like three or four times during the day. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's definitely deteriorated quite a bit. But it's, if there's, especially if there's a new one coming, fingers crossed, then I'm not going to get a new one now. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I, I, I traded mine in for like the Mario edition, the red one. And it only it worked out to be like 150 bucks, and for like a just a completely refresh and like a limited edition, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy I did that. I'm happy I did the 150 bucks. Yep. Sorry, I'm just actually reading a message from Bryce. Um, Bryce, or what's Bryce up to? Uh, he's just talking about after this. He said there's a there's a booking for 70 people there. Oh fuck! But <laughs> <laughs> that's not until 7:30. Um. Anyway, off topic. Yeah, no, for sure. I almost forgot what we were talking about for a second. Um, yeah, we're talking about how you upgraded your Switch, but no, I think that like I, if I was going to get like the Red Mario one, I could maybe justify it, but obviously it was limited. That is it? St- can you still get it? I think it is. I think it's pretty easily obtainable. Oh, yeah, well, maybe I could justify it then. If I was just <laughs> going to go and buy another black Switch. Oh then, no, 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 don't do that. But maybe if I was getting the red one, because that Mario one is pretty cool. Um, but no, nah, honestly. It's red. Do you it like is, red, Ash? I do like red. Yeah, he's I wearing red. you like red. Oh, I like red. I like red. Oh, I'm a red boy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I, it would be really good. It'd be way better. Because I think they eventually they've improved the battery in it. Not like as a regular battery anyway, didn't they? Yes. Well, the battery is the same as the process of it doesn't, that's oh, been it doesn't changed. drain as much. Yeah. yeah okay. So, so I have the original processor and the original battery. <laughs> so it's not doing too well. Yeah. Uh, it, it works though. It still does the job. 
I just played your Fire Emblem. Plays my Fire Emblem. I was just so used to only playing it docked that when I started playing it handheld, it was just a bit of a shock to see how bad the battery life was. So I know it wasn't great straight out of the box, and it's obviously just deteriorated since then. So, yeah. But no, it's it's still fine. I don't think I need another one until they release a new model. Yeah, there's Nintendo that's, oh, of course you need a new one, Ash. <laughs> look at all these pretty new colours. Okay, look at this. They released a blue <laughs> Switch Lite. You want that? <laughs> Switch Lite would be cool, actually. Looks like a Game Boy Advance. Oh, look at that. Oh, if they, po- if they the, re- released a green Pokemon Emerald one. Oh, yeah. Just randomly, so fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I can't see why they would ever do that, but if they did, I would be put, putting my pre-order on it immediately. <laughs> Speaking of the olden days with uh, Game Boy Advance, Ash, we just like went on a tangent from the Wii with Smash Bros, which I really appreciate. That was a, that was a, that was a good discussion. <laughs> yeah, see? Tangents, I love it. Yeah, so... Super Smash Bros. Brawl, one of your favourite games on the system, on the Wii. Why was it one of your favourites and why um, did you prefer it than, uh, you know, Smash 4 and all that? And I think just, it's your, sort of, just your memories? I think it sort of just was probably timing for me more than anything. It came out when we were all sort of like that young sort of high school age. It yeah. was the age when we were sort of gathering outside of school, like between towns, because I lived in South End, you lived in, well, you lived in... Yeah, I lived out of town. Yeah, and so that was the game that sort of we would play when we would get together. And for me, it was we just didn't really play any of the other games that were on the Wii. It was it was Smash, and I I just always remember whenever I played it, I never really tried to be good at it. I always just picked the characters that were most annoying <laughs> to play against. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> so I was always playing characters, like not characters that are like broken that made the game not fun, like Meta Knight and things like that. Just characters that were kind of annoying just because they were <laughs> stupid. Like I played a lot of Mr. Game and Watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh. that big octopus, his smash ball. Was just the stupidest thing. Yeah, it was. It's probably for the best that they got rid of all of the transformation smash balls, but God, they were funny for me <laughs> when I would use them. <laughs> and Snake Smash Ball, how we just filled the screen with his him on the ladder hanging off the helicopter with the grenades. He's just like, you shoot the grenades. And like, everybody else can't really see what they're doing anymore. <laughs> it was just, I would do things like that because I was a nuisance and it was just so funny to me. But yeah, it was think. For me, I just like remember it was a big like come together game and spent a lot of the time laughing and it was just so much fun. Yeah, and just like the the span that we played that game, I just I just sort of realized that now as we speak, like that came out in two thousand eight. So I was year eight at school, so I would have been thirteen, roughly. Um so it came out when I was thirteen years old. We played it throughout high school, we played it like all the way to year twelve. That's where we played it we played it a lot at school actually. Um, we, uh, Mr. Bell got a, got a Wii for the school and we always play on the projector inside and, you know, big nerds, you, know, you got the boys outside kicking the footy lock, you know, just, you know, smelling the girls as they go past. Yeah, that's a girl. <laughs> sweat more, better sweat more. Yeah, sweat more quick, do some pushups. <laughs> and there we are inside with our pro controllers, just, uh, just, uh, smashing out in the library with yeah. Smash Bros. And I think that was just after I left. So I was never yeah. actually there for that, which... I'm so disappointed about. It. I would have loved to do that. I know you would have. So would've. much fun. And we, we, yeah, we absolutely we absolutely loved it. And even like after school, like when we uh, started going out clubbing and stuff, we would. Um, I don't know why young people do this, but I did it as well. Like you would, 
you know, have your pre drinks. You get absolutely, you get like smashed before you go out. Then you like buy nothing while you're out. Yeah, I, did I, you I, do that? Yeah, definitely. So like, why? I'd get like one or two drinks just to keep me at that level. <laughs> so if I could go back in time, like tell my past self something, I'm like, I'd be like. Tell you what, Drew, just take 20 bucks, buy a couple of beers <laughs> while you're out and enjoy yourself. Especially around in Millicent, it doesn't cost that much to drink while you're out. Like, I understand if you're going out in like Adelaide or something. but Oh, you know, 10 bucks for, for a beer. You know, you have three beers. Oh, no. <laughs> you yeah. know? If you have them within like the hour, it's, it's pretty good. But. So what, what we'll do, we'll go out to um, the clubs. We'll go out there about 12 o'clock, but beforehand- We'll get a bottle of Sky Vodka <laughs> and then we would play Smash and we would make Smash our drinking game. So whoever won and whoever lost did a shot of Sky Vodka. Oh. And, and uh, my, yeah, fr- my friend Jacob and I would go through a whole bottle, so about half each or whatever, depending. I The thing is, like, I was, you know, I always won. No, I, <laughs> so I'm not saying that I was, like, really awesome at Smash Brothers, but I was the one, you know, it's my favourite game. So I played it a lot compared to people just, like, at a party being like, yeah, I'll get a controller, thanks, man, and, like, fall off the edge. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> so there are, like, I would have, like, probably half a bottle of shots and, you know, that's why I cannot drink vodka now. It's all oh, Smash I, Brothers' fault. I definitely have similar stories with similar drinks. I haven't, I, um, haven't touched it since. I hate vodka. Vodka is foul. And I'm pretty sure it was... It wasn't actually a Smash Bros night, but that was almost the exact same thing that we used to do. These days, it's mainly, I don't really... Be on the PC playing fucking Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't really live in close proximity with people that play any of these games anymore. So when we play drinking games, it's usually just Jackbox. But that's still, yeah, we used to do that, definitely. It It was always Smash too. And it was just the easiest one to do. You could play real quick games. Everyone could get involved. I guess some people... I think actually no, we do it with Mario Kart a bit now as well. Oh, Mario Kart, that's perfect. just so easy to jump. Playing into. some Mario Kart. Nobody like you don't really need to teach anyone Mario Kart. It's almost like riding a bike. Everybody knows it from when they used to play it. It's mm. like there's a couple of differences with the later game, but if anything, it's more simplified than the ones in between. So I could imagine like Mario Kart Wii. You remember how unbalanced it was? Yeah, it's just like a mess with items. So. I could imagine just being drunk playing that. You got like a mega mushroom going past you, like, oh, the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, man. I remember once I was actually playing the drinking Mario Kart recently. And um, you know that track, oh, the one that's from the GameCube that's the real small circle, but it's seven laps? Oh, yeah, Baby Park. Baby Park, that's the one. And I was winning the entire race. But I got hit by somebody that got the bullet bill who was in like 11th or something, but I'd overlapped them. And I got hit by them on the finish line and ended up coming third. Oh. And I was first from the green light. Well, they're like the first corner roughly yeah. to the to that point, And I came third. That's, uh, that's Baby Park for you. <laughs> but I love it. I love that track. She it's just, no, no walk in the park. Just mayhem. I love it. So how many drinks was third place? Oh, uh, no, we play a different one. We call it, we play, you've probably heard of it, Don't Drink and Drive. Yeah, a beer cut. Where you have your drink, but you can't, you have to finish your drink within the Grand Prix, but you can't drink. You have to do it, you have to drink while the race is going, but you're not allowed to be driving. Yeah, you got to stop and drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we would do. Yeah, that is, that is beer cut, I think. Yeah, so I think, rules, well, yeah. yeah, we call it Don't Drink and Drive. Yeah, well, that's a good name too. That's a, that's a lot, that's a better description. <laughs> you don't have to be like <laughs> beer cut. The the, the game's name is what the game is. Yeah, so that's a lot better. All right, I'm taking that, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, it's like that's another great thing about Nintendo games as well. There's you can drink like, to them. Yeah, they're, no, they're just like there's so many of the games that are great party games. None of the other consoles at all boast games like that. It's just I can't really think of any. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great ones, but they're a lot of them are in the um, like the indie side of things, like the yeah, more indie no, party definitely. games. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely indie party games like Jackbox, actually. Yeah, like Jackbox. That, that's and, that's also on um, Switch though. I completely forgot the name of it, but there's uh, one that came out, which I watched the guys from Explosion Network play where uh, it's like scenes from old B-grade movies and like it's silence and you can like fill in what they say and then you vote on which one's the best one. <laughs> that sounds really good. Actually. Yeah. It's only not, it's nine bucks on Switch. I'm pretty, oh, I'm, actually, no, I think I've played that. Is it called Use Your Words? I think so. I think it yeah, might be. I reckon I've played that. has been out for a while, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It just came to consoles. So that's why I found out about it. All right, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've played that. That actually is really fun. It's yeah. it's the diff- bit different to Jackbox. I was like Jackbox. It's like always different because mm. you use your phone, don't you? To yeah, like, I think you do. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I haven't played it yet. I've just I bought it for like when I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> so never. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You have more friends than I do. Um, don't know about that. Because <laughs> Ash. Real t- I forgot to say this at the start, but you were always like the guy at school just got along with everyone. <laughs> like, you know, there'll be like us guys, the more nerdy guys, when you like walk over to like all the, the cool kids <laughs> and they'll be like, hey, Ash, how you going, man? And slap you on the shoulder. You're like, yeah, what's going on? And then you walk over to like, I don't know, someone else. And- <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that wasn't the nerd or the cool kid. Um, the the in-betweeners. <laughs> yeah, the in-betweeners. So bullshit. I'm pretty sure you have more friends. Ah. <laughs> oh. Wow, maybe. We don't have to debate this. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, yeah, anyway. So I think, yeah, you play with your phone. and But, the, yeah, the difference between that and, like, something like Jackbox is, like, Jackbox is always different. Between, you got a f- you got a few different games yeah, and stuff, yeah. And there's, like, even between rounds, it's always different. Where I'm pretty sure that game's the same start yeah. and finish every time you play. But it's still, it's still really fun. Mm. It's just... You sort of like played a couple of times. So, oh, it was fun. It's definitely worth $9. It's like it's kind of like one game in the Jackbox yeah, party pack. basically, yeah. yeah. It's definitely worth $9, though. It's great fun, especially if you're having a few drinks with some friends. It's <laughs> You're sitting in your lounge room just laughing. Because it's got a, a... It does a thing where you can do, like, text-to-speech, and it's just always funny. Text-to-speech is just the best. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It makes it so much funnier and for no real reason. So you can, like, make some guy on the screen say, Willy, <laughs> scrotum, backflipping sheep. <laughs> and it's just always in that, that really computer generated sounding voice. Yeah. And it just makes it so much funnier. I remember when I first found the text to speech function on Discord and just running a mark with it. <laughs> running a mark. And it's just like, it's not any different to just typing it, but it's so much funnier for some reason. <laughs> and again, I would use it all the time. And you wouldn't, like, Unless you have you see the pop up of when somebody says something, you wouldn't know that it's a text to speech until you open Discord, until you maximize it, and then it just blares through your headset. And you're like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" There should be a game that's called like text to speech simulator, where like you write in and, and then it like generates like a like a animated story of what you wrote. <laughs> that would be brilliant. And I don't it, know like, how you fix it. Don't know how the hell you could get that to work. No, well, I mean, if Scribblenauts works, it's kind of the same. Come it's on, on the same wavelength. Yeah, it's like Scribblenauts, but... I mean, if they put Particle Accelerator into Scribblenauts, <laughs> I'm sure they could put backflipping sheep into this game. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Food for four. Yeah. Any other Wii games you enjoyed playing? Um, What else did I play on the Wii? I eventually actually modded my Wii. I, I remember this because you had everything. I was like, oh, that's a lot of games. <laughs> they were all... 
pirated. <laughs> oh, um, oh, we don't condone that here, Ash. Uh, look, I was a bad boy. I don't do that anymore. I pay for all of my games like a good boy. Good boy. I owned all of those games. I swear, officer, I, I bought them. I, <laughs> I used to play... I don't know that it was like the favorite console for it. In fact, it was probably the least favorite console for it, but I used to play heaps of Guitar Hero and I played it on the Wii because at the time that's what I had. Oh, I played and a heap of Guitar Hero on Wii Wii. I got really good at that. Like I could play every song on Expert and then at one point when I realized that I could play every song on Expert, I was like, why am I playing this game? <laughs> oh, you're too good for it. No, not because of that. I was no. like, why did I play it as much as I did to get to this point? And oh. now, I, as, unless I'm playing this game, it's not a very exciting skill, is it? Yeah, because you played bass. Did you feel like your bass skills improved with Guitar Hero? I feel like if I was playing guitar, they might have improved. But bass is a bit slower and very, like, one fret at a time business. Yeah, right. Yep. Guitar Hero is pretty haptic, pretty all over the place. Not haptic, hectic. <laughs> haptic feedback. <laughs> yeah. You got that PlayStation 5 marketing in yeah, your head. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can't help it. Just trying to market as many products oh, as I can. <laughs> Sony, you just fucking got me. <laughs> oh, I talked about Game Pass, Kraken, um, PS5. How many more can I slip in? I'm wearing some logos. Yeah, you got the Dare Ice Coffee. Yep, I'm just shoving everything as as much as I can in. Don't if I had one of those, though, I'd be wearing that. Yeah, I'm wearing a House of Mario jumper. Yeah, jumper. Sweater. I've got no T-shirt underneath, so it feels like a T-shirt. <laughs> that's, that's what... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've only got one layer on. Is it really a jumper? I guess technically by definition. But by definition? I guess it's more of a, the, what you're wearing it as a long sleeve. I am wearing it as a long sleeve. No. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more tangents. Let's go. Um, no, yeah. So I played lots of Guitar Hero. What else did I play? I played a game uh, quite a bit actually called Battalion Wars. Oh, Yeah. Because I am a real sucker for Advance Wars. I loved that game. Yeah, cool, I cool. I forgot to mention about on Game Boy Advance. Um, I played that game so much. I really like those grid-like strategy games. I'm a big Fire Emblem fan yeah. as well. Same developer. Mm, yeah. I didn't know that actually until you mentioned that in one of the recent episodes. Ooh. I had no idea that they were the same developer. That was really cool. Yeah. And now you're getting no more Advance Wars Which games is, because Fire Emblem's such a success. I know. And you got to stop buying the uh, Fire Emblem games. I can see why <laughs> Fire Emblem is so much more successful. It just works so much better in that style, but... God, I loved Advance Wars and I would kill for another one. Um, yeah, so played loads of Battalion Wars because it was like Advance Wars. It wasn't as good, but it was still really fun. Um, what else did I play? I think I mostly just played like Mario Kart and Smash and those sorts of party games. It was a very like play with friends orientated console, as like most Nintendo consoles are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else that I really played heaps of. I played... Oh, actually, you guys bring this up quite a bit. I played a lot of Mario Strikers Pro Charged Football. Ooh. Brilliant game. Oh, wonderful. And I would also kill for another one of those. And as I know that you would. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. It was just, again, really hectic and really stupid, but it was stupid fun. And it was... Again, a great game to play with friends. Yeah, hectic is a good way to describe that game. Everyone yeah. just wants to kill each other. You're just like, that would... Oh, so many fouls. <laughs> <laughs> They're like fighting each other on the pitch. 
Bowser just comes in and slide tackles Waluigi. Like, what is going on? Who? Sends him to Saturn. He's gone. <laughs> He's out of the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want one of those games so bad. Yeah, no, not really anything else. And then I had the Wii U. Yeah, so what was your experience with the Wii U? I am one of the... I'm a big defender of the Wii U. Oh, you filthy fanboy. Hey, <laughs> coming in here. It wasn't even fanboy. I just really liked it. I thought it was very innovative, very cool. I can see why it flopped and it was a failure. I personally did like it, though. It, there was just, it was a really good way to do it, how um, one person could have their own screen and then everybody else would have the TV. I think the best game, honestly, on Wii U, apart from probably Smash was the Nintendo Land that you could get with the Wii U Pro because that yeah. was the best innovation they did with the gamepad where everybody else would then look at the TV. And it was a really good way, the way they made a lot of those games where the one I remember most was one where you were a ghost yep. and only you could see you and everybody else was like, it was kind of like a Luigi. Waluigi's Mansion. A Luigi's Mansion. Oh, I want that now. <laughs> <laughs> Waluigi's Mansion. What a, that could be the next sequel. But no, it was kind of like that. I'm pretty sure they had flashlights and they had to try and get oh, you. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then, like, kill you or whatever. But you could see you and you had to hide and there were, like, flashes of lightning. And if you were in the... They were like It was kind of like a grid-like thing. And if you were in the row where the lightning was, it would illuminate you and they could mm. see you. And that was just, like, games like that were really cool. And I think there was another one where it was like a top-down thing where you had to run away from people and they had to just chase you. It was basically like tag. Oh, yeah, chase me. That's what it was called. Yeah. yeah. And you could see the whole thing, but they could only see what they could see and they just had to run around and try to find you. And it was, again, it was just really fun. It was a really cool way to do it. And I would have liked to see more games like that mm. rather than just how uh, you can either play this on the gamepad or you can play it on the TV. That's the problem. Like Nintendo said one thing, but they did another thing. Yeah. Well, they didn't actually utilize it in any way. And when you told me, because I didn't know this either, when Pikmin 3 first came out, how it didn't even have Wii U controls and that was patched in later. Whereas like that game was like a game that almost seems tailor-made for the gamepad. And it yeah. wasn't even there to begin Cause, with. Yeah, when it came it seems at, crazy. When it came out, you really needed that sort of precision control, wherever it was the Wii mode or touching on the, the gamepad. And I, I believe uh, the touch controls just weren't there. So everyone just controlled it with the Wii mode. It's like, why do we buy this thing? Because <laughs> yeah. we're not using the really expensive controller that we paid like a premium no, I can for. Definitely see how in like that kind of aspect. Like that's that sort of stuff is the reason why it flopped. Just because like they had this tailor made stuff to do these certain kinds of things and then they just said, No, it's a you can just like you can either look at it on here or you can play it on the tear and have the map on there. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. Or the inventory and that's it. Like Is it, the highest selling game on the uh, Wii U was Mario Kart Eight. In Mario Kart Eight, you don't need that no, big controller. No, not at, at all. all. I'm pretty sure I had Mario Kart Eight, and we didn't use the gamepad when we played it because I had like three pro controllers for it. Yeah, and yeah, it was just. And it was still on. You could I, you could turn the display off, but you couldn't turn the controller off when it mm. Wii U was on. So it was like I just left it plugged in most of the time <laughs> while I would play with the Pro controller. Yeah, it was a bit silly. I think it really worked well with the Wind Waker port, just having the map because yeah, that's super handy. But that's like one game. That was like my highlight well. was just yeah, Wind Waker a Wind Waker port, where it's just like you're sailing. Like, All right, um, I see something in the distance. I'm going to rearrange my inventory got my item out for when I'm going to get to it. And that was like the highlight. My mum's my ringing. Should I bring on the show? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, here we go. This is my mum, everyone. She doesn't like hurl abuse at you or something. Yeah, I hope not. Hello, mum. You are on live on the house of Mario. How are you going? Oh, it's not coming through. Hold on. You there, mum? Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you going? You're live on the house of Mario, mum. Don't you say any swear words. <laughs> I don't think I am. Oh, that's good. So, <laughs> so you got to you got to uh, talk about something Nintendo, Mum. What's your What's your favourite Nintendo game? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm here with Ash Wallace. You remember Ash? Ash. Yeah, Ash Wallace. He uh, moved to Perth uh, a few years ago. <laughs> well, in, 20, in high school, uh, 2010. Oh yeah. Hi, Ash. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> How are you? I'm great, thank you. Very good. What's your favourite Pokemon game? <laughs> uh, Pokemon Emerald. We discussed that just before, actually. <laughs> That's all right. All right, I'll leave you to it. Yeah, I'll give you a ring back after. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Catch right. you. See Bye. ya. What a nice young lady. <laughs> Very hey? lovely. It's going to go down as the greatest cameo in a House of Mario episode ever. I really, what I really want to do is I want to telemarket to the ring in one day. <laughs> Bring them on. That would be brilliant. That would be like, yeah, you know, welcome to the show. How are you going? Imagine if you got one that just wanted to talk about Nintendo for ages. You're How like, great would that be? Yeah, you have one. It's like, you serious? Oh, fuck. All right, let's talk. <laughs> just, just they're your guests for the next <laughs> half an hour. That would be brilliant. That would be so Then at the end, you're like, tell you what, mate. You spent this much time with us. Let's actually buy some of your products. Give you a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> this is your company. <laughs> yeah, this is the company. Uh, you know, ring uh, Nigel back and uh, he'll hook you up with some solar panels. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, that's actually my brother's name, Nigel. Maybe is, is he a telemarketer? I'll get him into the business so that he can then call up. <laughs> That's a lot of work, Ash. That is a lot of work. That. I think you're probably more likely just to have an actual telemarketer call. What does Nigel do? I feel like he's an electrician, is he? Ah, uh, he's a diesel mechanic. Oh, very close. <laughs> well, it's in the trade industry, so they're pretty. They're pr mostly pretty similar. Yeah, you know, diesel mechanic, you know, solar electrician. <laughs> you know. He could do it. You know, elect electricity needs to be generated by motors. Mm-hmm. Unless it, you have solar panels. Yeah, which we don't. Nigel is not solar sanding. Yeah, that's it. I'll get him onto that. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so we're you, big advocate. Big advocate. Yeah, I just, I thought it was, I thought the system was actually like, I can see why people thought it was a clunky mess. I thought it was innovative. I can definitely, like, the controller was pretty big, bulky and clunky, but could have been put to better use. And I think it probably would have lasted a bit longer, done a little bit better if they had just made the better games and rather than just porting everything, they did a lot of ports for it. Mm. And um, well, they didn't do that many, but in comparison to like, there wasn't that many games on the system and like most of the big name games, well, not most, but a fair few of them were ports. Yeah. There's like, there's a good handful of, uh, you know, uh, Wii U games you should play just whether it's worth spending 400 and, uh, thirty bucks to get them. Then yeah. since the prices don't go down, eighty dollars a pop. That's the 
that's the that's the kick in the teeth sort of Nintendo sort of took with that one. But yeah, yeah, the, the Wii U they just like I, I really enjoyed mine too. I remember when I got mine, I had friends over like you know big PlayStation diehards. They'll come over and be like, "This is the Wii U. This is the gamepad." I'm like, you know, and I still stand by this. Like at the time before the um the Xbox One and the PS4 came out, like the, I, th- I think the Wii U as an actual box standing up. Or just horizontal. I thought it was a really pretty-looking box. Yeah, it was nice and glossy. It kind of looked a bit like a router in some respects, but I I, I preferred the look of it to the Xbox 360 and the PS3. I thought it was a nice, sleek box. Yeah, it, it was really small, quiet. You know, it's pretty much what you'd um, hope your console is. Just you know, it doesn't take anything away from playing the game. Unlike you know the PS4 Pro and stuff, which was like a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've still got a PS4 Pro. It's just in a. Uh, a bin. Yeah, in a box. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw it off the balcony as soon as I got the PS5. Oh, I actually, funnily enough, I nearly bricked my PS4 the day I got my PS5. Good timing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I started it up. I can't remember what I was doing. I think I was like transferring data between the two or something yeah. like that. And I didn't have it plugged into the HDMI because I'd actually already pulled it out. And it was like, oh, plug it in and have it connected on the same network to get your data over. Yeah. So I turned it on, like I plugged the power cord back in, I turned it on and then I did it. And then I was trying to turn it back off and it wouldn't turn off. And I couldn't be bothered plugging the HDMI in to figure out what it was doing. So I just ripped the power cord out of it. And then I got further down the line. It was like, oh, if you connect them both wired to the same network, it can pull over all the game content. I was like, oh, that's going to save me so much time. Went to turn it on. Nah, I wouldn't have it. It must have been doing a system update when I ripped the power cord out of it. But I actually managed to save it. It's actually pretty easy to save. You can find like a video on tutorial on how to, a video tutorial on YouTube on how to save it if you do that. It's not, um, there might be situations where it's non-recoverable, but yeah, I mm. it spent, took like 20 minutes to fix it. But yeah, it just like, it, I turned it on. It was like, yeah, we're going to need to reinstall your system firmware and you're going to lose everything that's on the hard drive. And I was like, oh no. But nah, I fixed it. It was actually pretty easy. I wish I actually said it like that. So, yeah, no, nah, we're going to have to get rid of everything. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, there's not much we can do about it. Yeah, you did take the power cord out while it was updating. <laughs> you can do about it. In hindsight, I really should have just plugged in the HDMI to see why it wouldn't turn off. Are you one of those silly billies that always just rips out your USB without disconnecting no, it? No, I'm normally hey? very... Very good with that, but oh. I was just, I was setting up a PS5 and I was being very impatient because I wanted to play it. Mm, you, 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 you're you like, oh, I want to play God of War, but I don't want it on this old piece of <laughs> shit. I want to move it over to this other thing and have it in 60 frames. <laughs> yeah, I actually still haven't played the newest God of War. That's a game that I've been meaning to play yeah, for a it's long free. time. Yeah, I know. I've, PS Plus? I've got it. Yeah. And it's apparently they put out a big patch for it on PS5 that makes it way better too. Yeah. Like, Double the frame rate. And mm. better visuals. All that stuff you'd expect from a yeah. big fat white thing on your desk. That Oh, man, that thing is a behemoth. It's by far the biggest console I've ever seen. Yeah. Because we were saying it looks like a router. It looks like a fucking space station. Yeah. Because w- when I went to EB Games and, like, this short lady served me and she came out holding the box by the handle, I'm like, you know, I watched, like, so many unboxings and everyone's like, oh, it's pretty big. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's pretty big. Then this lady comes out. It's like her whole torso, just like she's like waddling out, holding this box. I'm like, yeah, fuck, that is big, eh? I remember because I had mine delivered and I wasn't there when it got delivered. So one of my housemates got it and he like took it and put it on my bed. And I got up and it, like when I got home from work and it was in a box, like in a cardboard box over the actual PlayStation box. And I yeah. looked at the box and I was like, why did they put it in such a big box? 
box. <laughs> and then I opened the box and it was like, oh no, it actually uses the entirety of the box. It's just that big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah. So that's when I got my PS5. I nearly bricked my PS4. Yeah, well, Danny. my um, my uh, PS4 is still in the lounge room. That's just what we use for Netflix and and stuff. Um, I've got my PS5 in the office here. You see it over there? There it is. I can. I noticed both of them. I didn't realize that you had the Series S as well. I did. Series S, Series X, Series Series J, Series Switch. <laughs> Every series. Yeah, you got to get all the series. It's like uh, the baseball cards. You got to get them all. <laughs> like the Pokemon cards. Yeah, you got to get them all. <laughs> so you can use them as like new um. Floor paper. Yeah, just yeah, just wallpaper. <laughs> I would love that. Partner might not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that your very modest paint does a fantastic job. I like the nice light. It is. Color, it works well, lighting. especially with this lighting as well. It mm. looks very nice. Yeah, you got to you got to paint a nice picture for the audio listeners. Like, <laughs> what is it like in the in here? Because I dare say you're like a lot of people listening. Like you you listen to this at work every now and again and whatever. So. What's, what's the studio like, Ash? It's much bigger than I thought it would be, actually. For some reason, I pictured it as very small. It's quite a large room, and it's very... the Everything's nice and white. It's very visually aesthetic and pleasing, and it's very professional. I was very Ooh. impressed with how professional it all was with the lights and the camera and the action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a Wiggles reference there. I don't yeah, mind I, that. That was off the cuff. I didn't know that was going to happen until I said it. <laughs> and action. Oh, the action's here. <laughs> All of the House of Mario action is right here. It is. So we move on the Switch. We'll keep, we can keep this pretty brief. You enjoy yeah. the Switch? Yes, I love the Switch. I think everybody does. I haven't met a single person that plays Nintendo consoles that doesn't like the Switch. It's just perfect. It's exactly what Nintendo needed at the time, and they gave exactly what they should. It just, yeah, it hit the mark perfectly. Mm, plenty of games from Nintendo, third parties, indies. I think um, releasing yeah. it with Breath of the Wild as a launch day title was just perfect too because... Um, if it came out about it, could you imagine? It'd be yeah. like, what the hell is this thing? And let's kind of move the on. one to switch <laughs> 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 Which is actually another great party game is really fun. Yeah, she is, yeah. And like when they released that, I was like, you know what? This is pretty bare bones. And it's very much a tech demo, but we had a lot of fun playing that. So much fun. As well, when I first got it, I... When you first play it, it only lets you play like six of the games. And I thought that's all it was. And at the time I was like, oh, this is pretty steep for $70, but it's still loads of fun. Still very steep for 70 bucks. Yeah. But then like all of the other games, like after I think you had to play them all once and then it gives you all of them. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, because <laughs> I don't think the first two times I played it, I'm pretty sure one of the games I didn't play. So it didn't unlock everything. So I didn't know there was more games mm. until the third time I played it. Yeah. Because just like this, those two games alone, like Breath of the Wild, obviously... Just like a massive game playing on a handheld was like, what the hell? This is amazing. This is just just like how much time you're able to put into that game because you can take it to lunch breaks. You can play it on the couch if the partner's using the TV. And also, one two switch is is to as much as it's um overpriced and it should have been a bundled in game. Yeah, definitely, definitely should have definitely. been a bundled in it game. It would have been the, oh, the switch would have like I think it would have shot off the shelves like even more than it did. Mm. Because if that was a bundled in because it would have been like kind of had the Wii Sports effect, not as good as Wii Sports, but just yeah. nothing would be Wii Sports. No, no bundle game ever be Wii Sports. But like 
like the games, like for example, I was showing the Switch to my mum. I wasn't going to show her Zelda because she'd be like, hey, that's, that's, that's fucking cool, man. Whatever. <laughs> she couldn't give a shit. Like just then when she asked what my favourite Pokemon game was. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm sure she didn't give a shit, but it was Emerald. <laughs> she's, you know, she's, she's fucking lying to you, Ash. <laughs> Don't let that woman trick you. No, but it was also because you asked her what her favourite Nintendo game was and then she said, what about you, Ash? What's your favourite Pokemon game? Yeah, no, that's just embarrassing, Mum. <laughs> that just, was pretty funny. Just embarrassing. She should be embarrassed. <laughs> she should come back saying, you know what? I've spent a lot of time with um, Zelda series, but uh, Mario was actually a real... Anyway, um, but one one to Switch. It was just like, I was showing like my mum, like, you know, what the Switch is. Like, it's this brand new thing and I, I put it on the kitchen table and we played like the Cat Run game. And basically, you put the Joy-Cons by your hips and you do like a strut, pretending oh, you're, you're yeah. on a catwalk. And like, you know, I gave my mum a Joy-Con and we were just like laughing in the kitchen, like sort of like the Switch just like transformed our kitchen into like a runway and like just through our imagination, through like the Joy-Cons and the Switch, we are just like just laughing, having fun, strutting, doing silly dance moves. And I'm like, you know, this console is really special. A lot of people say like poo-poo it because of its... um like, you know, power compared to the PS4 and that at the time. But, you know, it's just, it is a such a special console. It brings a lot of what people love about Nintendo. Whether you only play J, JRPGs on the go or you are more into, like, party games, and it sort of offers everything. It isn't just, um, just like, your th- third-person shooters and all that, which is actually kind of funny because the Switch really does kind of lack third-person shooters. <laughs> which I think is probably for the best. You wouldn't want to see them on there probably. Yeah, you can play them elsewhere better. You know, it's all yeah. Good. But yeah, absolutely love the Switch. But That's another thing as well where it's like I don't really know many people that if they have consoles only have the Switch. You've got to have at least one other probably. Yeah, I mean a lot of uh, like a few people in a Discord and all that, you know, they don't. Because like if you're an adult and like – not that if you're an adult, you can't have you can't just play video <laughs> games all the time. But you know you're busy and whatever. And you, you know I think Nintendo are offering enough on the Switch to sort of fill in your each week with enough games. Like whether it's your backlog, and you're like you know what, I haven't played um, you know uh, Xenoblade. I'll go back to that or um, you know the games coming up. You've got plenty to play. So I don't think it is like it used to be where you, where like you don't have that much to play. Obviously, if you want like all like this. Uh, AAA stuff and that from Ubisoft and Activision and um, EA and all that, you're missing out on a lot. But I think the Switch does personally offer enough, offer enough to be like your main console. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I can see that. Especially if like, if you're not really that interested in the, like those big games like Call of Duty, like the big first person shooters. Whereas I think that like lots of people aren't anymore. They're just sort of, their fan base has really died off a lot. I think a lot of the people that are really into them still probably more PC players. Yeah. Personally, I feel like as far as that goes, I, I think Call, like Call of Duty is stronger than ever. But, well, not than ever. Obviously, like Advanced Warfare 2 and all that, that's when it was like the strongest. But it's still going super strong. I think it's just, it doesn't make as much noise just because gaming's so much bigger. I yeah, think, I think, actually, I think, yeah, very good outlook. As well. I, I think that's mainly the thing. Like, you know, not like it was so much smaller back, like, in the early 2000s. Everyone's like, oh, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops is the best-selling media franchise of all time and that. And it's it's not doing that anymore because of the, the massive records that they set. But there's just like, you know, whether, whether you're just playing casual games through Apple Arcade and you've got a controller, you know, that person is definitely a gamer yeah. because they're playing a lot, lot of content and it's just through their phone or if you're just playing on Switch or if you've got a PlayStation and a Switch or whatever. 
I think it's just so much more broad now. Yeah, for sure. You don't. Yeah, it doesn't really matter where you're playing games, but if you're playing games and yeah. you're a gamer, like that's yeah. just that's the definition of the word. Yeah, because like <clears throat> I know, like a few years ago, like if you said, "Oh, I only play mobile games," that means like you know, uh, was it Fruit Ninja? That means <laughs> Angry Birds. Angry Birds, <laughs> and that's it's kind of like oh, you know, that's. I remember I got Fruit Ninja on Xbox 360 on Connect as well when Connect first came out. It was actually really fun. Yeah, no, Fruit Ninja is great. It came out recently as an Apple Arcade classic. Because they, they um, brought out a thing where classic App Store games can come out for free on that service with no microtransactions. And I, oh, I downloaded it. Why not? And I was just there for like half an hour. I'd be like, oh, man, this is, this is, these were the days, weren't they? So on your iPod Touch playing Fruit Ninja. There was this one game that I used to play on iOS. It was called Techno Kitten Adventure. <laughs> it's the only game that I would ever want to see brought back. And it was just the, I don't even know what you'd, what genre it is. Oh, it's kind of like, it's one of those games where you got to like tap the screen and it falls if you're not touching it and it goes up if you are touching it and you got to oh, like okay. get it through. Except the trope was that it was like, there was techno music playing in the background. There was all these like really stimulating visuals on the screen and Ooh. it was just like, like wild shit would happen. Like you'd be flying and then the screen would invert and you go on the other way and then it'd invert again. And it does it to the music and they're like flashing lights and stuff. Surprise it didn't get pulled for giving people seizures, but it's just like, it doesn't exist anymore because it's so old and probably not compatible with later firmware and stuff. But <laughs> I used to, I don't even know. It wasn't a good game, but I just used to love it because of how stupid it was. I think that seems to be just what I do a lot of, like playing the most annoying characters in Smash, liking things because they're dumb. It's <laughs> a, a troll. Yeah. I used to, <laughs> my main character on Brawl actually was probably, like if we're playing with Smash Bros on, was Luigi because he just had the most annoying Smash Ball. <laughs> that oh. big circle that made everyone fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. It's just so dumb. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I play to annoy other people. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to come up to me like, yeah, no, I'm a hardcore gamer. So, oh, sweet, man. What do you play? It's like, oh, I play ball on my iPad, <laughs> iPod Nano. <laughs> oh, I remember that game. I've still got one of those after you, like the one where you move it. Is that what you're talking about? I remember using the click wheel for that game, but I'm sure you probably yeah, could do that. Yeah, it the same thing. So I think- it's like you're a bit of a turret underneath and you're just like shooting like the blocks coming down and you're just using the click wheel oh, to move sorry, your gun. I'm thinking of a different game, but I... Definitely played the same one as well. I can't. No, the one I played might have been called Maze, mm. and it was like one of the first things where, like, you had like the motion sensor, you could tilt it, and it would go in that direction. Oh, cool! Yeah, I remember when the um, the uh, what's it called, the accelerometer came out on the iPod Nano. I was like, and you could like turn it to the side, and then like your photos turn with it. That was that was revolutionary. Yeah, I remember that being so cool. I remember someone um at school had one. I'm like, what the hell is this black magic? How does it know <laughs> which way you have it? Yeah, yeah, it's just such a staple in everything, isn't it? Yeah, you, you pretty much don't get anything without it. It's even like the touch screen. It's like sometimes I forget that the Switch has a touch screen just because it sort of doesn't really need one. Mm. But then like every now and then when I'm typing something, I'm like, wait, why am I doing this with the controller? I just pull the Switch out and punch it in. Yeah. And it's like useful, but it's just like such a staple that you forget that it's there because the Switch doesn't necessarily need it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I remember when the DS came out and like – the only touchscreens I really used was like the fancy ATMs that you like <laughs> could go up to. And like I wasn't even old enough to, I didn't have a credit card or anything. I just went up to them. Ooh, touchscreen. <laughs> you have it on your game console with a stylus and two screens. I was like, what the hell? This is, I'm in the future. I remember the first time I saw a DS and I was like, what? 
what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Two screens. I nearly had a stroke. <laughs> oh, did you? Did you really? Uh, like the smelling burnt toast kind of stroke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that probably sums up my history of gaming, especially with Nintendo consoles. Yeah, the, the Switch was probably like, I think for most people it's been the biggest one and it's the same for me. The Nintendo 64 was the one that got me into it. The Switch is like, if I was like to go back and say, not which one was the best, like my favorite, but which one's just the best, I'd say the Switch. Mm. It's just perfect. It does everything exactly what it wants to do and what it needs to do perfectly. Wouldn't Not go, perfectly. Like wouldn't it go could, that far. I wouldn't go. Wouldn't say perfect like for, for the time when it came out. I mean, I, ca- I can't. I can't give it the perfect ranking when it doesn't even have Bluetooth for your headphones. It's kind of like. Did you see there was a data mine on the recent update that in uh, included? Um, I did that function, but yeah. like you can't use it yet. Yeah. So, so bl- Bluetooth for headphones and the sort of uh, information that the another dock will be updatable. Yeah. So um, it's like it's obviously. Obviously, as long as it actually does happen, it's going to be for the Switch Pro. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't understand why you can't use Bluetooth headphones. Oh, that's, Nintendo's always five years behind on everything. <laughs> Just all of the... If I could pick, like, it wouldn't even be Bluetooth headphones. If I could pick one thing for them to just do right, it would just be the online capabilities of the console. Like, Yeah, I've moved past that at this point. It's 2021, can you believe such it? A, such a shame for me. The biggest shame about the latest Smash was when it came out was just how bad the online rooms were. Like, it should be the exact same as the local room. You just get to the screen, you pick your character, and then you all press start to Smash. But it's not. It's that stupid ring, and you'll have to go out of the ring to choose a character, and it takes ages because mm. every time you do something, it has to load again. And, and you go to the back of the queue, and it's like, oh. Yeah, it's just a nightmare. <laughs> but... I mean, it is what it is. It still works. You can still play it, and we do play it quite a bit and still have loads of fun with it. Yeah. But because of that, we usually play random, random characters, and I've gotten pretty good at just like random, like any sort of character because of that. Which hey, is You're just a big Princess Peach troll at this point. <laughs> An unforeseen circumstance of playing random was getting good at most of the characters. <laughs> I wouldn't, I'm not trying to brag. I'd say oh, I think I'm, you are. I'm, hey? I'm, I'm okay with all of the characters. I'm not excellent with any. <laughs> you come in here like, oh, I'm fucking awesome. And they're all 68 <laughs> characters. I am master of I the video game. I haven't even played the last two that came out. I've got them, but I don't think I've played them. I haven't played Steve. And who was the last one? Pyra and Mifra. Yeah, haven't played them yet. I heard you guys talking about them. Steve sounds like there's just too much to get your head around for me. I like the simplicity of Smash where every character is just like... Yeah, Steve's not these simple. Impu- these inputs <laughs> do these things. Kirby was like kind of technical, but still pretty simple because it only gave you like one or two of the other characters' moves. Whereas, yeah, yeah Steve sounded like he had to know so much. Like there's a lot of nuance to his character and I just was like, this isn't like what Smash is about to I me. definitely appreciate it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So before we wrap, uh, wrap it up, Ash, you said at the start you had a question for me. I did. I did say that. So I think I already know the answer to this question, so I may have to exclude one game. But I was going to put it to you. You may have asked this on a like a recent ep- – like a, not a recent one, but a, another episode, and I just don't remember it. But I was going to say if you could revive any Nintendo franchise or game like for a sequel that just seems to be dead in the water, what one would it be? Mm, definitely Kitty Icarus. I knew you were going to ah. say that. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. And I th- know exactly why, but 
Okay, so let's exclude Kid Icarus then. Oh, all right. You're going to exclude? All right, you're going to do that to me, eh? <laughs> all right. Yes, yes, I am. All right, so uh, another one I always rave on about is WarioWare. Um, oh, yeah. Always talk about that. Um, obviously, Striker's Charge, which we mentioned in the episode as well. Absolutely would love that. Um, I'm not like, I really want to do see another Metroid Prime. We finally got that announced. We'll come out one day. Um, what's a, like the thing is like a lot of the Nintendo IP I really like, like the, the main ones I absolutely love, which sort of drive me to be such a big fan of Nintendo is Pokemon, Zelda and Mario. So we don't get a lack of them. No, not at all. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I know there, there would be a lot. Whenever this question comes up, like I just really want like another Gravity Rush, but that's a PlayStation property. <laughs> I really want Gravity Brilliant Rush 3. Brilliant game though. Brilliant game. I absolutely love Gravity Rush. Um, maybe uh, maybe Nintendo could buy Gravity Rush, <laughs> bring it over. Well, they well, I don't, did they buy Bayonetta or did that just sort of happen? Did they do a deal with the well, studio? Sega's kind of just really wasn't that interested in publishing it for Platinum Games anymore. So Nintendo sort of just stepped in and said, we need games for Wii U. <laughs> And, yeah, they're sort of been the sole publishers of Bayonetta 2 and going on the 3. So that's what happened there. I don't know if I have a... Off the top of my head, I don't know if I have, like, an answer. Oh, Earthbound. I'd love to say Earthbound. Oh, yeah, again. that'd be excellent. I think if they redid Earthbound, though, they'd sort of have to do it in more of a traditional style, though. They couldn't... It'd be very difficult to take that game from what it was to, like... Definitely. Modern... That's, like, completely reimagine it in, yeah. like, a modern-day setting and, like, different, like combat mechanics and all yeah. of that. But, yeah, I'd love yeah, to see be, that sort of like... So good. That's that type of writing back. And um, yeah. That game was so weird. <laughs> yeah, like you got you got Xenoblade, which is like, I guess, your more stereotypical JRPG. So it would be cool to see like another sort of RPG in that in Nintendo's sort of staple being revived for, for a bit more of a casual sort of take on the RPG formula. Obviously, they've got Pokemon, which is the casual RPG. But I would like to see maybe a bit more of a middle ground between Pokemon and uh, Xenoblade. So, yeah. yeah I mean, would... I would just like to see them release Mother 3. Oh, yeah. Bring Mother 3. That would be just like... Imagine how crazy that people would go if they just like dropped it one day. Like didn't say anything. It's like it just came out one day. People would lose their minds. Yeah, no, it'd be fucking wicked. I know. It'd be so like unexpected and they wouldn't even have to change it. They could just release like how it was, but like translated and people would yeah. still lose their minds. And like, it'd be such a good thing for them to do, but they just won't do it. <laughs> Damn it, Nintendo. Just <laughs> do it. Like, surely, like, doing something like that as well couldn't use that much in the way of resources, and they'd turn a massive profit from it. Yeah. Because so many people, like, even I've never played the second one, the one that has Lucas in it, and I'd still get it. It'd be just because it's Mother 3. Yeah. It's, it's kind of baffling. Like, there is, like, a very dedicated fan base, and it's probably actually not that many people, and it's not going to be such a, a massive hit of it. Nintendo's like, oh. Yes, we made a lot of money here. Fantastic. <laughs> but they'll still make money. Yeah. It like, and for, it would make a lot of people very happy. Just like you need those types of games that just appease your fan base. Yeah. And like those people have been asking for a very long time. It is basically, it is a ROM and there's a lot of work to translate it. But I'm sure you can get, Nintendo can put some money aside, you know, have a translation team, work through it, get it on the Switch, just sell it digitally. You know, it's, it's 100% profit. Pretty much, yeah. Apart they, from running costs for the platform, so 
and they wouldn't even have to do it. They could outsource it. Like if it's only the translation work that needs to be done, which it is. Yeah, um, depends if they want to keep it letterboxed like it was in Game Boy Advance. Yeah, true. But otherwise, no. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. So simple. Just translate so simple. a whole RPG. But, yeah, so you know. that was the question I wanted to put to you. And I did. I knew you were going to say Kid Icarus before I even said it. But. <laughs> You're like, shut the fuck up, Drew. Kid Icarus <laughs> doesn't count. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. What, what about you? I already talked about it earlier, but Advance Wars for me. I just love that game so much. The grid-style strategy game. I just thought it was like you don't really see that many of those games Funnily enough, because it seems like it works really well in that format, but like as a like a more modern war style game. And mm. it was just really cool to see that. And I thought it was it was also just done really well. I just really liked those games. Yeah. I just unfortunately I cannot see them no, they, move they away from Fire Emblem. Like won't. there's been rumors l- lately that um the next Fire Emblem game is gonna be remakes of the was it Radiant Dawn on GameCube? Like so Oh yeah. It seems like they're doing like a like a remake, new game, remake, new game sort of strategy there. So apparently that game as well was a massive flop in the West because of a translation error on the difficulty setting because apparently the what it was was meant to be normal and hard, but when it became translated, it became... No, sorry. Yeah, it was meant to be normal and hard, but when it became translated, it became easy and normal. So everybody was picking normal, but it was actually the hard difficulty and it was just ridiculous as those games are. Everyone's just like, stop this. Yeah, no, but like so, so few people finished it because the game was too hard. Nobody wanted to play it on easy mode. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling because if I have to turn it down to easy, I'm like, oh, I feel a bit bad. Yeah. Where's my gamer cred gone? Oh, Especially oh. because the Fire Emblem games, maybe not so much Three Houses, we can turn back time, but they're so unforgiving. Mm. Like if you lose a unit, you'd usually have to restart the battle before Three Houses Yeah, because if like, you wanted to keep them. Yeah, like on 3DS and like the, the handheld games, if you lose something, you just turn it off. Turn off the system, go back. But on GameCube, I don't know. Do you, do you run to the PowerPoint and like turn it off like on a console? No, I think you'd still just be able to s- switch it off. Go back to an old save. On. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And reload it. Because you always like just save it before every battle. Yeah. I could, yeah. Just, I could just imagine like one of your, like Ike, he's about to die. You're like, oh, you like, jump to the power, smash with the TV, grab the PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I definitely don't ever see them going back to Advance Wars from Fire Emblem because the fan base is just like, it's not quite there the same way the yeah. characters as well there's only like three characters for each faction or three main characters whereas in fire emblem games there's such a plethora of characters and there's no shortage they're all really interesting usually as well very well designed but yeah that's just it's just not like they couldn't do a, a modern advance wars the same way they can do a modern fire emblem and for that reason i don't see them ever going back but i would love it if they did yeah oh, it's, be- it's become one of like nintendo's Top six franchises mm. as far as like, you know, co- copies sold and fan base and Imagine critical appeal. trying to say that that would happen before Awakening came out. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Nobody, most people didn't even know what it was in the West. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Awakening was my first one. And I, like out of Awakening, Fates and Three Houses, Awakening's still my favorite. Yeah, because like that was my first Fire Emblem I bought as well. I, cert- I certainly didn't buy the the Wii version or the remake on the DS or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just sort of, I'm looking through, um, I was actually a bit unorganized in this respect, Ash. I'm looking through my uh, uh, Spotify to find the Nintendo jukebox. I actually haven't got it out yet. But um, I might actually leave, leave that for you. You look through this playlist, see if there's like... <laughs> 
something that stands out to you. I'll let you choose it, my friend. It's just like really random and I'll wrap up the show here. Yeah, how about that, Ash? That sounds great to me, my friend. All right. Um, I'm not going to know any of these songs. So but... don't, don't, don't hit play until I tell you, Ash. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll have to neuter you on air. All right. <laughs> Um, With that bottle cap, I don't have a knife. <laughs> oh, God, that sounds much worse. It does, doesn't it? So you better behave, young man. All right, Ash. With... Everybody. Let's go with that one. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, you press it and uh, say what it is when I tell you to. Okay. You know, you, you know how this bit goes here? Yeah, yeah, I know how it goes, yep. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to The House of Mari, episode 182. If you enjoy the show, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and you can follow me, Ado Adruby, and you can follow the show at The House of Mario. Bryce, you can find him at IV Revan, but he's not here tonight, so you don't have to follow him at all. He just he just posts tangents. It's all good. Maybe you like tangents. Ash likes tangents. Ash, are you <laughs> following love, Bryce? Love tangents. Um... No, you're not. You don't I, have I don't, Twitter. I don't have Twitter. I don't have any social media, really. I only have Instagram, and you don't want to follow me on there. I never post, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't want to follow Ash. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a lurker. I don't post anything. Mm. Speaking of lurking, we've got a, a House of Mario Discord community where you can find an invite in the show notes below. Ash is on there at Goose Goose. You can see him in there talking about Nintendo and um, do we talk about anything else or just Nintendo? Occasionally we talk about other things, yeah. anything gaming related, really. Sometimes even just happenings. But yeah, usually it's usually Nintendo. Get in here and talk about the happenings. The doors are always open. Come on in. So, Ash, this week, Nintendo Jukebox is what? What have you chosen? <laughs> I have chosen Chrono Trigger by Colossia. Now, I don't even know what this is going to sound like, but I do remember liking the Chrono Trigger game. So I thought I'd go with that. Excellent. Oh, well, you press play on that, my friend. Here we go. Oh, there it is. All right, guys. The doors to the house of Mario are closed. Catch you later. Oh, there's Bryce. Here he is. He's finally rocked up. What a goose. Hey?